93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is March 24th. Morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The U.S. military conducted retaliatory airstrikes in eastern Syria on Thursday against Iranian-backed groups after a deadly drone strike targeting a U.S. base in the region killed a U.S. contractor and injured six others, including five U.S. military service members, the Pentagon said. Two of the wounded service members were treated on site, while the other four Americans were medically evaluated to coalition medical facilities in Iraq. U.S. intelligence assessed the one-way attack drone uh, that struck the base was Iran in origin. At the direction of President Joe Biden, airstrikes were issued in response to the attack. The United States has about 900 troops in eastern Syria providing assistance to Syrian Kurdish forces in preventing a resurgence of the Islamic State. In recent months, some of the bases have been the target of drone strikes that had, in most instances, not led to injuries or physical damage. Iranian-backed groups in Syria are believed to have been responsible for these attacks. Six highway workers were killed when a vehicle crashed into a construction zone in Baltimore, Maryland, according to police. Yeah, awful. The crash happened at 1240 in the afternoon Wednesday at a work zone between uh, temporary concrete walls on Interstate 695 in Woodlawn, about eight miles northwest of Baltimore, uh, state police said in a news release. A driver of an Acura was attempting to change lanes when vehicles struck the front corner panel of the passenger side of another vehicle. Crash team investigators believe this caused the Acura to lose control and subsequently travel into the work zone. All six workers were pronounced dead at the scene, state police said. The driver was the only person in the Acura and was taken to a trauma center for medical treatment. The driver of the other vehicle, a Volkswagen, stopped near the scene where the vehicle became disabled. Uh, The Volkswagen driver wasn't injured. The National Transportation Safety Board said it is sending investigators to work with state police on the investigation. Charges are pending the outcome of the investigation and consultation with Moore County uh, State's attorney, the release said. A mother is being questioned after police made a horrifying discovery in Philadelphia's Tacony neighborhood on Thursday afternoon. Officers responded to the scene after police say two young girls were found half-dressed outside of a home on the 4200 block of Glenview Street. Uh, one of the neighbors who found the children, who were ages four and five, said they had diapers on but no shirts, shoes, or pants. They were screaming, it's raining, and it's cold. They were calling for their mother and father. Police, uh, When police made their way inside the residence, a six-year-old boy was found nude inside a locked dog cage with a blanket and a pillow. Wow. Yeah, awful. Wow. Police say there were also uh, two adults inside of the home at the time, an 80-year-old woman who was in a wheelchair and a man in his 40s. Uh, the adults are believed to be the grandmother and the uncle of the children. Sources say the uncle and the boy have intellectual disabilities. Another neighbor who lives a few doors down says the Department of Human Services has been to the home before. Uh, due to state confidentiality laws, DHS cannot comment whether or not a family has any current or past DHS involvement, the department said in a statement. No charges have been filed at this time, and police are still questioning the mother, the children were taken to area hospitals to be evaluated in sports this morning Philly's first baseman, Reese Hoskin, needs surgery for a torn ACL and for injuring his left knee in yesterday's spring training game and is expected to miss a significant amount of time. 
Maybe the whole a, season I've heard kicked around. I yeah. know. I know. He's the, in such good spirits when we talk to him. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The Phils did not say when Hoskins would have surgery or exactly how long he will be out. Last season, he hit 30 home runs with 79 RBIs and added six home runs in the Phils' playoff run to the World Series. The team will also be without top pitching prospect Andrew Painter for another few weeks because of a uh, sprained ligament in his right elbow. What the f- And Bryce Harper isn't expected back until around the All-Star break after undergoing Tommy John surgery in November. With with less than a week to go before the regular season, the Phils will play the Blue Jays in spring training uh, tonight at 6.07. The Flyers beat the Minnesota Wilds 5-4 to shoot out last night in South Philly. James Van Riemsdyk scored the only goal in the shootout, and with the win, John Tortorella earned his 700th victory as head coach in the NHL. The Flyers are at home again tomorrow night with a game against the Detroit Red Wings. The puck will drop at 1 o'clock. With only 10 games remaining in the regular season, the Sixers are on the road tonight with a game in California against the Golden State Warriors. The Sixers have won seven games in a row on the road and are only three games behind the Milwaukee Bucks for first place in the East. Tip-off is at 10 o'clock, and the Union are at home tomorrow night with a match at 7 30 against Orlando City SC. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you, Kathy. We have uh, arrived at uh, one of our favorite destinations, a Friday. Friday. And here we are. Uh, we have lots and lots and lots of stuff for your uh, final day of the work week. And we hope that you're going to stick around for the whole thing at the end of the program. We'll give away our Word of the Week prize. It's very cool. $500 Joseph Anthony. Retreat, spa, and salon gift card. We also are going to have a concert announcement, which we'll get to probably uh, close to 8 o'clock. So we're excited about that. Then we have a couple of guests in our studio today. Our friend Chris Terrian is stopping by. There's a couple of Flyers events coming up. I'm glad they had a win last night. Yes, it always makes Um, it better. Yeah, things are not looking so great for the team right now. But uh, Chris is stopping by. Last time we had him in here, uh, to promote his book, we just had a great conversation. But uh, there are some other things coming up uh, concerning the Flyers and events and games and stuff that we want to tell you about, one that might net you some free stuff this morning, so hang out with us. And then we have um, uh, a comedian who's stopping by. is going to be at uh, Punchline Philly. It is uh, Alingon Mitra. And I'm going to make sure I try to figure out how to pronounce Alingon's name before we get him sure, in Sure, yeah. Uh, later on this morning. But uh, stopping by today, it's always nice to meet some new friends. And on top of all that, yes. we have a trip to Universal Orlando hey. Resort giveaway. It'll be our final one of the week. So around 8, make sure that you are with us. It'll be around Bizarre File time. But uh, we're going to share the latest clue from our photo hunt and your opportunity to maybe head out and have uh, an amazing time like we just did at Universal Orlando Resorts. Absolutely. It was uh, terrific. We also have a bunch of other things to give away. So we're going to do some kind of a prize uh, blowout at some point during the program. So we'll get you ready for all of that. All right. With that, we're going to take a break and come back in a second. Stupid question, the entertainment report. I got a big stack of stories, things to share with you this morning. So stay with us. It is indeed Friday. It's a reason to celebrate. We'll be right back. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. Kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
All right, we have a stupid question and a prize, and the prize is a pair of tickets to join Jackie Bam Bam and Brent Porsche in a suite at the Worth 400, which is going to be Sunday, April 30th at Dover Motor cool. Speedway. All right, so the question that I have was supplied by listener Chris Brueger, and this is a good one. I like this. Uh, so what band featured members named Lucky, Otis, Nelson, Lefty, and Charlie T. Jr.? Uh-huh. 215263 WMMR. Do you know the answer to that? What band featured the members Lucky, Otis, Nelson, Lefty, and Charlie T. Jr.? Two one five two six three WMMR. Call now. We have uh, March twenty fourth, and a load of uh, really cool birthdays to mention today. Uh, we'll start with the very beautiful and talented Jessica Chastain. Yes, she has proven her worth. She is definitely. She's been nominated a couple of times. Uh, she played the what uh, was she was the eyes of um, Tammy Faye. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. man. Yeah, that was really great. good. That was good. Really good. Yep, it was a good movie, and her performance is fantastic, especially towards the end when, yeah. uh, when she's gotten older and living in an apartment and everything. And she just she really played that character wonderfully. Both um, of them were good. Andrew um, Garfield. Garfield was excellent. Uh, she was in The Help, uh, Zero Dark Thirty, a uh, bunch of stuff. She's uh, in that horror movie Mama too, where she has kind of this. Uh, didn't goth- see it. Yeah, she's she's rocking this gothic look, like Ooh. goth look. You'd really dig. All yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, what was uh, what was the one with her? Interstellar. Yes. Uh, which is pretty wild. Interstellar is the yeah. name, Preston. It's her. She's called Stella. Stella. Oh. Interstellar. <laughs> Interstellar. Uh, she's... Stella! That could be a porn movie. Enter. Interstellar. Enter. Stella. man. She's 46. Robert Carradine, who played Louis Skolnick in Revenge of the Nerds. I think he kind of... It was kind of a, a stretch where he seemed to have fallen on hard times a bit. Do you remember that? Yep, very much so. What was, uh, he, what was, was a... he was selling memorabilia and yeah. things like that to try and make ends meet. He just, he, his acting has uh, not paid out for him any longer. Um, I know that uh, Quentin Tarantino actually threw him a little bit of a bone. He doesn't have a speaking role in it, but he's actually uh, in Django Unchained. Uh, and, he, you know, he, he picks up roles here and there, but not here and there, but not that much anymore. Uh, which is too bad. I've always liked him. And Steve, you and I, there's a movie, John Wayne, a John yeah. Wayne movie called The Cowboys. Cowboys that he's in. He's really wonderful good. in it. Uh, and he's a kid in that movie. But uh, he is 69 years old, and I hope things are going well for him. He's now. part of the, I mean, well, older brother David's dead, but Keith yeah. Carradine is still alive. Yeah. Uh, Laura Flynn Boyle yes. of The Practice in Twin Peaks. A uh, woman who is very organically beautiful yeah. and decimated that with tinkering around with her face. Yeah. It looked ridiculous. Even she admits at a certain point it got away from her. It's too bad. She's she, 53 today. Yeah, in the Men in Black movie, she plays an alien. She could have just yeah. skipped the makeup room. Uh, yep. Uh, Allison Hannigan. Love uh, her. Who we were introduced to in American Pie, and uh, she obviously is the band camp student. What's my name? Say my name, bitch! <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> she also played Willow in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I adored. Yep, and uh, How I Met Your Mother. And she's the host of uh, Fool Us with yes. uh, Penn, Penn and Teller. Teller. Uh, she's 49 today. Uh, Kelly LeBrock. She she went a little overboard on the on the filler oh, and, yeah. uh, and stuff. I was I recently watched a, uh, a panel, and I assume it was like at a Comic-Con or some kind of a... Uh, uh, a convention where she was on a panel with uh, 
uh, of the, the the guy she starred with in uh, in Weird Science, which is Anthony Michael, Michael Hall. Hall yeah. the other guy. I always forget his yeah, name, yeah. but I love Wyatt. him. Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, that's what you know as Wyatt. But yeah. they were uh, they were great. She they, they were you know reminiscing about the movie and how great it was. It's uh, funny to hear her talk about uh, Steven Seagal because she was married to him for a brief period. Yeah, and uh, that didn't go well. No. So she's sixty three today. Uh, Tommy Hilfiger. Uh, yes, he doesn't stand for baloney. Oh, I'm sorry. That was from Weird Science. That was not Tommy Hilfiger. That was actually a clip from Weird well, Science. Actually, she uh, Kelly LeBrock helped generate the Oh Gary line. Uh, yeah. Yes, she's the one who says yeah. what he. Yeah, she says that. Uh, oh Gary. <laughs> because the, uh, the the her son's only sexual release is tossing off the magazines in the bathroom, and the mom goes. <laughs> <laughs> you told me you were combing your hands. Great scene. Uh, all right, Tommy yeah. Hilfiger. Yes, he tossed it. Tommy want wingy. Thank you. Uh, Tommy Hilfiger is seventy-two today. Uh, it's Peyton Manning's birthday. There you go. Uh, the uh, quarterback, of course, uh, celebrates his forty-seventh birthday. How, who's I don't know between him and Eli. What's the the spread uh, age wise? Do we know? Um, I don't know. Maybe four years. Okay, you can't help but like them both. Maybe five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have, and I wanted to mention this: German pop star Nina. Oh, has her birthday today. Are you? You prefer the German version or the English? I do. I do. And, and I never, you know, I know people who don't speak the language, but they learned every word of this song in German. I want my balloons. Yes, I yeah. agree. There's, um, a, there's a song by Kaleo that's all Icelandic, and yeah. I love it. I don't know what I'm singing. I'm just making the sounds that he yeah. makes. I have it's no idea. Need. Yep, it's all you need. Um, He's Navidad. Luft balloons. Uh, yeah, I, I prefer the German version, yep. Steve. It's the one I, I was first introduced to, and then I heard the English, and I was like, okay, that's a little different. Hello. But... Ich dein nun dein Captain Kirk. Uh, she turns 63 today. Uh, musician Nick Lowe. Yes. He brought us uh, Cruel to be Kind. Great Good song. song. Yeah, still, still enjoy hearing that song. Uh, 74 years old. Actress Lake Bell. Mm. She's great. Yeah. Uh, Boston Legal, The Practice, great movie called It's Complicated. She's directing uh, a lot of movies these days. Oh, yeah? Yes, yeah, she is. Good for she her. directed, um, I think she directed that. She did the movie about voiceover. Yeah. The movie voiceover. In a world. In a world. That, and she directed that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that movie, Steve. And Preston, I think I've recommended it to you a couple of times. Yeah, I need to see it. It's really good. You, you just saw a lot of stuff about voiceover work, including the stuff that she does. But the actor, Fred Malamud's in it, and he's terrific. He plays her father in the movie. And, uh, yeah, really good. So she turns 44 today. Uh, Jim Parsons, talk about a successful career. Uh, Big Bang Theory is just massive that, for him. That guy had one of the most demanding script obligations with the technical stuff he had to spout out quickly all the time on that show. It was unbelievable. Uh, and it's big birthday for him. He turns 50 years old. Oh, wow. So happy wow. birthday. He's also in Hidden Figures. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it's... I just saw him in something else, I feel like. Something newish. Okay. There was a... Um, uh, spoiler was a, alert? It was sort of a gay rom-com? Yeah, that's the, that's spoiler alert. Right. And uh, the premise of the movie, which you learn at the beginning of it, is one of the one of the men in the relationship is dying. I saw it, uh-huh. and I, yeah. I liked it. Okay. I thought it was I thought it was very touching. Okay. 
I'll have to check that out. Although, no, not in the mood for a sad movie right now. Uh, but, yeah, I get, you. I get you, man. But you can't, uh, no sad bro, you can't do it. No sad bro. Uh, Jim Parsons is 50 today. And the last birthday, someone who we've had on before, wonderful, Tig Notaro. Oh, I love her. Uh, celebrates her 52nd birthday today. She was in an Army of Thieves. Yeah, and she was edited she, she in digitally. Yeah. Yeah. It's seamlessly. seamlessly. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. It's going to be a good day. Hey. <laughs> 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 Oh my God! Holy! <laughs> 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 One more time, Jane. Oh, that was oh my God! Holy! <laughs> 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 but yeah, that that was one of the masterful jobs I've ever seen with yeah. her. She was actually put in for um, uh, Chris Delia. Yes, yeah, because oh, yeah. he had yeah. a little Me Too ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So happy birthday to Tignataro, who is fifty two years old today. All right, we're going to Oh my God! Holy! <laughs> <laughs> we are now going to the phone to see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What band featured the members Lucky, Otis, Nelson, Lefty, and Charlie T. Jr.? Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. And our first caller in is Susie. So we will go to Susie. Hi, Susie. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Susie. So what band featured the members Lucky, Otis, Nelson, Lefty, and Charlie T. Jr., please? The Traveling Wilburys. Yes. Ah, the Traveling Wilburys. They all took on these uh, personas uh, in the band and gave themselves these names. So it was actually Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, uh, Jeff Lynne, and um, George Harrison. Yeah. And who missing? Uh, oh, Roy Orbison. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much to Chris Brueger, who uh, sent me that question. And we are going to set you up, Suze. We got a pair of tickets to join Jackie Bayman, Brent Porsche, and a suite at the Worth 400 on Sunday, April 30th at the Dover Motor Speedway. NASCAR roars back to the Monster Mile at Dover Motor Speedway, April 28th to the 30th. And you can be there live in person at the edge of your seat for the excitement. And don't miss the Uptown String Band performance live with Jackie Bam Bam. You can get tickets at Dover Motor Speedway. Dot com. Lots of things to unpack today with these celebrity news. We'll begin with Machine Gun Kelly and fiance Megan Fox. They have paused their wedding plans. Oh, this just kills me. Officially. According because to- I, you, well, what are you going to do? I know you set the time aside for the uh, to attend. I did as well. Uh, I know, I know, but we've got to we got to make alternate plans. It just kills me. Uh, according to Us Magazine, sources say the two are on a break from each other. The current status was described as pretty volatile, but they are communicating via text messages. Well, that says love. A little bit about this yesterday, but they've said they paused the wedding plans. Rumors started when uh, MGK showed up at the New Year's Eve party without her, and then shortly after, there were stories of him cheating on her. They got engaged just over a year ago, but never set a date. Well, there was a story that he had been uh, having with the guitarist in his band, yep. and Megan Fox apparently found some text messages. I don't know. Yep. I just hope those crazy kids get back together. Do you really? I do, because if any couple to me signifies love, it's them. It's them. It's them. <laughs> yep. uh, Christina Applegate thinks that Candace Owens' recent comments slamming Skims, the uh, uh, the, the yeah. wardrobe Shapewear. company. Yeah, the, the what, what did you say? Shapewear. Shapewear. Thank Shapewear. You. Uh, for promoting products for those with disabilities, uh, Christina Applegate thinks those comments are horrifying. The Dead to Me actress... Uh, who was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2021, added, Candace Owens, do you know when you have seen pictures of me how effing hard it was to get my clothes on? A team had to help me. So I'm excited 
for accessibility clothing for me and my community. Hope you wake. And she also offered to educate her uh, what it's like to be disabled. Earlier this Wait, week... So, so what was it? They said, I will tell you. Okay. Owen said of the Skims ad featuring a model in a wheelchair. Uh, she said, I don't really understand how far we're going to take this inclusivity thing. I really don't get it. I don't know. And if I'm wrong, again, educate me. Today, I, would, I just want to be educated in the comments. Why did they do this? I don't know. I don't know why this needed to be done. I'm getting tired of this all-inclusivity thing. It seems ridiculous. So that's just a stupid comment to me. So Christine Applegate's going to take her up on it? Uh, to educate, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. But hopefully. is it is the ad? Um, I need to see the are, ad. Yeah, are they saying, hey, if you're disabled, you'll be able to put this stuff on, or is it just my, my using someone in a wheelchair as a model? They're trying to sell it to people who might be in this situation. Yes, right? skims made for everybody. everybody available now in, and then it has the the uh, sizes and so on. So. Meanwhile, there are tons of videos out there of people who, taking that exact quote, uh, "made for everybody," and trying. Uh, the skin and they don't on. fit. <laughs> I I bought it. It was like I I purchased underwear for like a ten year old. Right. Like it was so tiny. Super 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 form fitting and tiny. But like like that I couldn't wear it. It, right. it wasn't like it wasn't even coming over my hips. There was no way I was even getting it on. Preston? But there's all these videos I'm of people now. <laughs> of people doing it and trying to get it over their hips. I'm wearing it's them now. Hilarious. I just don't like that little yeah. bump at the top of my shorts, so I wear them and it contours me very nicely. <laughs> Listen, and, and so it said it had sizes for like uh, 2 to 4XL or something like that. Now, were you trying on a, a regular size that you would normally Yeah, my wear? normal size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, when you use the um, uh, size chart or, or fits most people chart like an Amazon or website, do you find it's accurate? I, dude, it varies. It does place, place. It? Yeah. Here's an example. We were when we were at uh, uh, Universal. Oh yeah. I went in to get a uh, a Gryffindor shirt, and the gal at the counter, and I've I've uh, gotten to a, a point in my my weight loss journey uh, to where I'm wearing uh, a large, and so I I bought an extra large because they looked a little bit, or I didn't buy. I was bringing up an extra large because uh, they looked like they might have a cut to them that would be kind of form fitting. And she goes, whatever size that you wear that is. Loose, not fits well, like loose. Yeah. He goes, go up one more than that. So, so I, they knew. So I bought a 2XL. And did it fit right? It's tight, yeah, man. Really? I yeah, was it's like, fitting. Wow. you got to be kidding me. And did you buy Kyle's shirt as well That during that whole thing at the uh, Universal? Yeah, he said, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> oh, no, it was a beer. Oh. I didn't, I didn't get into the uh, <laughs> Kyle's always behind the merch. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but that, that's like, I mean, that's pretty extreme. Like, yeah. normally, you know, it's probably the fit of the shirt, and, and that but happens. Don't you think that maybe Skims is that way, too? No, I just think it is not made for all body types, okay. even so that's no, no. what they, they claim. They, their body types aren't even real body types. Or I don't They've know. had ribs removed and extra arms put on and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's like the, 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 the island of Dr. Moreau over there. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll try the 2XL and see if that fits over my hips. What size bra do you wear? I'm, <laughs> well, it's changing. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm also yeah, yeah. so down to a 36 okay. uh, double B. Oh, Ooh. I'm a smaller breast. Daddy want a I'm handful not, of that. My wife got all the boobs in the relationship. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, I love this picture. This is what Kathy's talking <laughs> yeah. about. And th- this woman who is not outlandishly large is putting on the skims, and it looks like she's being strangled. Well, and and in the before shot, before she puts on, she's holding it up. It looks <laughs> like it's made for a six-year-old. Yeah, a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, it's tiny. That's great. Wow. All right, I have some other stories. This is pretty interesting. Uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Uh, 
says that a famous TV judge sexually assaulted her years ago, and she said everyone at the network saw it. The Abbott Elementary star uh, was on a podcast. She said that uh, the judge and she were at a business event uh, when they both appeared on the same network, and she said, this man walked in, grabbed me by the back of the neck, turned me around, and rammed his nasty-ass tongue down my throat. She said, and everybody at the network saw it. It's Judge Reinhold. Uh, and although, uh, no, no, this is like a, a oh, an a actual judge. judge. Oh, I'm sorry, TV oh, okay. judge. Okay, a TV judge. It lays it wide. Yeah. Uh, although she did not mention the network or the name of the judge, she did make it clear that it was not Judge Greg Mathis, who she called a great man. All right. So it was some. I can't imagine it was Judge Wapner. It was someone else. No, there's there's a Judge whole, Hatchet. Dude, there's a bunch of them. Judge Judy. There's Judge Judy. It was there's Judge, Judge Hatchet. Judy. There's, <laughs> oh. <laughs> It was dead. It had to have been Judge Who is into the, chicks. Who's the one judge we had in here? A female. She's uh, great. African-American. Gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't watch judge shows. I don't remember them, and I couldn't tell you. And you're not exposed to them all at home, right? What to the, And <laughs> only when the in-laws come over. <laughs> just, just sometimes of the year. Yeah. <laughs> judge Alex? Was that the one? I don't know. How man. about Judge Rapey? Uh, uh, that might have been that. That's him. Yeah, we should have saw, saw it coming. All right, moving on. Some other stories. Uh, Brie Larson may have been the first female superhero to lead a Marvel film, but that doesn't mean that she dove into the idea headfirst. In an interview with Harper's Bazaar, the Captain Marvel star revealed that the idea of playing a superhero frightened her originally because of the potential effects of the global superstardom that could come with it. Uh, She said, I was scared of what would happen to me. Uh, and she was sharing that she was worried that taking on a major role in a billion-dollar franchise would cost her the ability to be a normal person in the world. It's and like a billion. And prevent her from doing the things that she loves. Mm-hmm. Uh, she explained that the choices that she had about whether or not to enter the MCU felt surreal to her. She said it was like, what world is this where these are the choices I have to make as an artist? Uh, she was thinking at the time. Uh, eventually, the opportunity was worth the risk for her, but she said that with the MCU comes a lot of expectations that she always tries to contain as best she can. She said, anytime I feel like I'm being put too much on a pedestal, it is my job to figure out how to remove that within really? myself. Really? Yeah. Uh, remember, she's an Oscar winner. Uh, for The Room. Yeah, she won that for The Room in 2016. Um, and after that happening, she, we expected Larson to continue her career with similar weighty roles, but instead, uh, she starred in projects like, uh, Netflix's Unicorn Store and the musical Bismati Blues. She had been signed for The Garage, and she was going to follow that up with The Closet. Uh, but, before uh, entering the multiverse. The, uh, Captain Marvel movie is one that I really liked when I saw it in the theaters, and then on subsequent viewings, liked it more and more, uh, in large part because of her. And, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited for the Marvels. It comes out November 10th. They keep bumping it back, Nick. Yeah, and apparently it has some audience testing issues that they're tinkering with. All right, well, just I, get it right. Yeah, I don't mind the bump back if yeah. it spaces out some of the Marvel stuff too, because I, I think that they, they sort of try to cram too much, you know, at once. But um, yeah, I, I think she's just uh, one of the best in the MCU. Who are the Marvels in the Marvels? Uh, the Ms. Marvel from um, the TV series, and then the the one from um, uh, WandaVision. Ms. Maisel. Uh, nope. No, not Mrs. Basil. Monica Rambo, who's the daughter of oh, um, yeah, yeah. her flight partner. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, you ever met my mommy? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Monica Rambo. Different Rambo. <laughs> Different uh, Rambo, yeah. But similar speech pattern. In that they... Come back from Andromeda, can't all the spaceship people spitting on us, saying we're not part of the Avengers. 
give you my superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, Bree says she is now single. Ooh. Uh, yeah, she confirmed the news. She said, I don't have a next job. I don't have a home. I don't have a partner. I Preston? don't have a plan. I'm completely open. Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, that's yeah, we right. can get these two together. That's no, perfect. Don't fit. you dare touch my little Bree Larson. Mm. All right. She's gay, right? No. Uh, is she? I don't think so. I think she is. Um, okay. Well, I'm not really sure. No, well, she was with a guy named Elijah Why Allen would you Blitz. disappoint Machine, Gully, Machine Gun Kelly like that? You may be thinking know. of somebody else, Nick. Uh, no, I, all I think about is Brie Larson. Okay, well, uh, then then have some correct thoughts, and then... I thought she was... Get right with yourself. No, she, she's she's a, her pan or something. Her she's boyfriend, happy. Elijah uh, Allen Blitz, have recently split. All right. Okay. All right, so uh, let's see... No, I don't know who that is. No? Uh, I just say it anyway. Maybe I do. Thomas Walsh? Have no idea. The son of actor Dylan Walsh. Oh, okay. I know Dylan Walsh. Uh, saved a. He's the father of a uh, Thomas Walsh <laughs> motorist whose car plunged into Baltimore's Inner Harbor. On wow. Okay. Uh, Thomas had just left the restaurant where he worked when he saw the sinking vehicle jumped into the water with all his clothes on, punched out the window in order to free the driver. Wow. Very courageous. I mean, that's full on heroic. Yeah. Uh, it says here his father, perhaps best known for his work on Nip Tuck, okay. told TMZ that he's very proud of his son, who is an Iraq War veteran, and added that it's just who he is. He would jump out God. of a window to help somebody. That's awesome. God bless him. Wow. I mean, that he would star in Tuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that other, the son did a cool thing, too. Uh, yeah, that thing. That, that's cool, too. Uh, so... Yeah. Uh, Ian Summerholder and Nikki Reed are close to welcoming their second child. The Vampire Diaries alum told uh, Page Six on Tuesday, we are in the home stretch, big time. So it's really, really special. You know him from Lost as well. I do, yeah. yeah. Uh, the couple who already share a five-year-old daughter, Bodie, uh, announced Bodie. the pregnancy. Back off with The pregnancy, <laughs> not the pregnancy. Seriously. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the duel. Back off, War Child, seriously. War Child's the duel. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, they announced the pregnancy in January, but uh, they're moving along nice. So they're going to do like nine months and then have the baby? I think something yeah, yeah. like that. That's the plan. Uh, Kathy, this is so you. Okay. Uh, Courtney Cox is keeping her Walk of Fame star and those who belong uh, and, and those belonging to her famous friends Spick and Span. <laughs> On Wednesday, the 58-year-old actor shared an Instagram reel set to Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 in which she cleaned her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and encourage people not to step, step on it on the side or to yeah to step on it and use the sidewalks uh literally right on the star she said you can go around it joking to one passerby she wipes down the star that's great uh, reminiscent of her friend's character Monica I was just going to say that character I mean that was me totally yeah, yeah. I mean, yes she was great uh in addition to cleaning her own star with her home court cleaning products Cox ensured that her pals Laura Dern Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon's <laughs> stars also look top notch that's funny yeah. so that you know getting that star on that walk of fame is a cool thing you know oh, yeah. whatever the mechanism yeah. You know, we were interested in trying to get Mark Summers a star. I yeah. mean, there are people who are ahead of Mark Summers who have stars on that walk. And, um, similar, you know, game show yeah. cred. Yeah. Why isn't he on it? I think we can make that happen. Uh, so she had t- captioned the clip, someone's got to do it. So she did it. 
Uh, this is pretty cool. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck once shared a bank account. Cue the Matt Damon clip right Matt now. Damon. Thank you. The duo said Matt that they started the joint account to fund auditions and start their acting careers. Huh. They did that back in the day. Ben said, uh, we are going to help each other and we're going to be there for each other. And it was like, you're not going to be alone. And I'm not going to be alone. Let's go out there and do this together. It's not good to be alone. Uh, Matt added, as long as one of us had money, we knew the power wasn't going to get shut off. Okay, I'm going to throw something at you, and I want you to get ready. Yep. Favorite Ben Affleck movie? Favorite Ben? I mean, a Matt Damon movie. No, oh, favorite Matt Damon movie? A uh, Goodwill Hunting, without question. So you know what's gotten a little past that for me? What's up? Ford versus Ferrari. Oh. That's a great movie. His performance in that? Yeah, I there's something about it. I just find the way he interacts yep. uh, with the other cast members, the performance, it just resonates. Mm. Love it. I'm gonna go with Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> All right, okay, I can see that. Yeah, it's fun too. Yep. Nah, Goodwill Hunting is is definitely. He looks like he's 11 years old in that. He does. Now. Yeah, it's the tops. Uh, according to Entertainment Tonight, uh, Zendaya and Tom Holland have a special way of sharing their love for one another. Butt stuff. Uh, oh my god! Definitely Dude. anal. Yes, this is uh, spider well, this, anal. This just him. No. <laughs> Shortly after Holland was uh, photographed with the letter Z stitched into his back pants pocket, uh, a video showcasing Zendaya's nails revealed she was wearing a gold ring with TH engraved on the front of it. You think those guys are going to uh, tie the knot? I do. I think they go. I think they not only tie the knot. I think they go the distance. Wouldn't it be cool if they do get married? If they're suspended upside down from the ceiling, that would be mm-hmm. a la Spider Man. Apropos, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, and let's see here. Oh, um, I saw this the other day, and I didn't get a chance to report it, so I'll pass this along now. The Daily Mail reports that things aren't going so well on the set of Back in Action, new movie starring Cameron Diaz and Jamie Foxx. Uh, Fox allegedly had a tantrum while filming, and a source told the outlet these back-to-back 10-hour workdays have been a lot on Cameron, and she hates being away from Radix, her son. Uh, the Charlie's Angels actress announced that she was retiring from acting a year before Welcome Radix into the World in 2019, and the source said although uh, she's gotten to see her family while shooting the film, it's just not the same. So you know, speculation is that she might do this and then stop doing it again. Of course, you're dealing with the source, and sometimes yeah. they like to be muckrakers, as they say. Yeah. Uh, they work together on your um, loathed version of uh, Annie, right, Case? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you hate You're that right, version. they did work together yeah. on that. I forgot about that. She was Mrs. Hannigan. Uh, Diane Keaton is enjoying life as a single woman. During an interview with AARP, the magazine, for its uh, May-April 2023 cover cover story, the Annie Hall actress uh, discussed her career and personal life, opening up about being happy with solo living at 77 years of age. Uh, She said, I don't date. Highly unlikely. I don't remember anyone ever calling me going, this is so-and-so, and and I'd like to take you out. They don't happen. Of course not. Uh, She has been in relationships with other famous household names in the past, including Woody Allen, Warren Beatty, and Al Pacino. Okay. Uh, But created a family of her own after adopting two children, uh, daughter Dexter Keaton and son Duke Keaton when she was in her 50s. All right, I'm going to throw this at you. Yeah. Which Rambo movie would Diane Keaton be best in? (laughs) Ooh. Um, I think maybe the last one. Wow, Ram- the, the the one on the on the farm, yeah, yeah, w- yeah with yeah. the underground. I think she could have been like the uh, uh, 
The, the, the Matron? Yeah. 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 The Matron. By the way, I think I, that's a good call. I never saw that movie. Was it any good? Here's the deal. Okay. I love <laughs> Rambo so much, the one that precedes it. And this, Preston, almost is like like they had AI write the script. Like really? the, it, it was It was so rote. Yeah. And so uh, there could have been a level to it, but it, it's just as basic as it can get. When you had Rambo before it, I thought him as this just emotionally ripped up guy... That was terrific, and I don't know what happened. I think she would have been best in uh, the original First Blood. Uh, First Blood as the sheriff. She would have been the Brian Denny. Oh. Instead of Brian Denny. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I think, think she, she could have done she would that. Have pulled that off. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she says, uh, no, uh, she's not going to, she's not been on a date in 35 years. Well, me neither. Uh, she said, uh, never, all right? She said, let's get that straight. That's one, uh, that one's important. I haven't been on a date in, I would say, 35 years, no date. She says that uh, she has a lot of male friends and a lot of friends in general, but she said, I have a lot of independence, uh, and nobody's telling me what to do. I had a mother who encouraged that and helped me achieve the uh, the things that I wanted to achieve, and I followed the paths I've wanted to follow. I like redoing houses. I like architecture. I like visuals. I like fashion. Shut the f- she said, I like all of it. Nick, does your aunt live near her, next to her? Right next door. Yeah. Yeah. And she said she's great, right? Yeah, this could not be a nicer person when my Can aunt... Can we get a number? Uh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll text Susan. Um, when my aunt moved into the neighborhood, uh, Diane Keaton brought a bottle of wine over. Uh, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, that's a good... She is so... Uh, she's great in comedy. Again, The Godfather's on all the time. She's amazing. If you want to see her when she... Um, she looks gorgeous in the Woody Allen movie, Play It Again, Sam. One of the first, uh, okay. one of his first movies, and she is the object of his desire. I think she looks great in as good as it gets. Oh, oh my God. she, she looks, looks fantastic, fan. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, a couple other quick things. Uh, following the end of his run as Tony Stark, we only see Robert Downey Jr. act in 2020's Doolittle. Uh, but he'll soon be out on our screens more often, along with being a part of a sprawling cast in Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, as well as both starring in and executive producing the upcoming HBO series The Sympathizer. It's now been reported that Downey is involved in a remake of Alfred Hitchcock's 1958 movie Vertigo, both behind the scenes and potentially on camera. Paramount Pictures is acquired the rights, has acquired the rights to a remake of the psychological thriller. It's being written by Peaky Blinders creator Stephen Knight, who also just signed on to write a Star Wars movie. You, you're brushing over it, Preston, but the sympathizer clearly inspired by the noticer. Oh, yeah, I would think so. Right. Yep. Uh, Downey is producing this new version of Vertigo with his wife, Susan. Additionally, Deadline has heard that Downey is being eyed to play the role originated by Jimmy Stewart of a police detective who's forced to retire after experiencing trauma that leaves him with vertigo and a fear of heights. Uh, He's hired to investigate an acquaintance's wife. Whether or not Downey plays the character, it's unclear if the man would also be named John Scotty Ferguson or something else. Did you ever... um See uh, the original classic Hitchcock movies like Vertigo and Rear Window. I didn't see Vertigo. North by I saw, Northwest. I saw. Um, uh, I the saw Birds. Psycho and the Birds, uh, and I think that's all that I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the those other ones are, are more classic. And then he made one later on in his life called Frenzy about a, a strangler. Yeah, uh, and that uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was good. I mean. Uh, some people don't like his style of filmmaking. You know, I like it. I thought yeah. it was, you know, very clever. Yeah. But he used he used all the same. His, there was a similar style, obviously, throughout all those movies that you know that I attached to. Uh, by the way, a number of movies have taken inspiration from Vertigo, including Francis Ford Coppola's Obsession and David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. What about high anxiety. 
High anxiety is a, yeah. a direct vertigo. A yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, and then uh, finally, a few days ago, something strange happened in a forgotten corner of the internet. The website for Blockbuster, the long dormant obsolete VHS rental chain, twitched back into life, and it doesn't always work. There are more than uh, a fighting chance that you'll be taken to an error page if you go there, but sometimes it does. And it is accompanied by the text that says, we are working on rewinding your movie. So I'm wondering, and I read some speculation on this, if they are looking to jump into Netflix territory. Well, that's... Uh, Netflix is what took them out. That's one of the rumors. Uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a few different things. Um, uh, it says that we can... This article says we can rule out the obvious... Uh, there were similar stirrings of excitement last year when Blockbuster's parent company, Dish, filed a trademark application for an updated logo, but that was simply uh, for a marketing tie-in with the Netflix sitcom Blockbuster, and that was canceled after 10 episodes. The same thing happened earlier last year, too, when Blockbuster filed another trademark application for a cryptocurrency and NFT marketplace. Uh, again, that was another terrible idea, and it came to nothing. Uh, so the question is, what is it all about? And they're wondering if maybe... It might be a movie that is coming out down the road. All right, Blockbuster uh, and Suncoast Video. You uh, West, Coast, in, oh, West Coast Video. Yeah. And there's Suncoast as well. Um, you, Which one in the day would you be more likely to encounter Diane Keaton in? Uh. Oh. <laughs> Probably West Coast Video. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I thought she'd be a Blockbuster Me person. Too, yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, well, it's a chain, and she just would seem comfortable in there. I, didn't, I think maybe be less recognized if she yeah. was the other That's I get your point. Yeah. Um, my dad still uses uh, Netflix to rent discs. and um, I didn't know they still provided that service. They do, yeah. And, and the reason, Steve, that he told me anyway, was that he likes watching movies on DVDs. Which uh, I, do, I do as well, yeah. And um, there are movies that you can get on Netflix via DVD that you can't get on the streaming service. So he, he just sends away for them. And it's the same yeah. price, you know. It doesn't cost them anything extra or whatever. And they show up in the mail like they used to. He's right. Even at this day and age, so I, I, I do the, the Blu-rays. I have hundreds of them because a lot of times they come with extra um, things and director's sure. cuts and things yeah. that you can't find. They're really for you know film aficionados, but they also have movies you just can't find. You'd think everything's been digitized and converted to these services right. by now, mm-hmm. but there's still some elusive movies. Also yeah. on TV shows. You yeah, know, There absolutely. are stuff that, 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 you know, he wants to watch an old season of whatever that came out five years ago. You can do that via Netflix on the disc. I'm I, so he wanted. You said he wanted to watch the whole first season of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, well, he could not I mean, find it. He couldn't find that on Netflix, so he had to go uh, go DVD. I'm looking to sell all of my DVDs and Blu-rays. I just want to get rid of all of them because I just don't watch them anymore. I, they, they, I have no need for them what about, anymore. You'll probably find someone who might be interested, but if not, why don't you sell them as movie-style coasters? Uh, yeah, you could do that, but I want to sell them like. Uh, listen, you got to take all of them. <laughs> you know, like. You don't get to pick through the bin and go, oh, I want this one, I want that one, I want this one. I'm like, no, I like here are 500 DVDs. People sell them that way. Yeah, yeah they sure. absolutely do. You just you, you get what you get. Mm-hmm. And and people who are collectors, I wonder. Right now, we obviously had the the resurgence of vinyl. Um, yeah. You know, if DVDs and Blu-rays become a thing for people, I'll bet you they will. Yeah, down the road. All right, we got new movies opening this oh. weekend. I would love to tell you all about them. <laughs> This weekend is John Wick Chapter 4, starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, and Donnie Yen. John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table. 
But before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. Two hours and 49 minutes long. That's a chunky movie. Yes, it is. Rated R. Wide theater release. Rotten Tomato score at 95%. What? So I was going to see it this weekend, but I'm going to have a little... um, My wife will be out of town next weekend, and I will squirrel away. Press. I'm probably going to do the um, the tried and tested early morning screening. And this, yeah, if it's an, if there's an IMAX screening available, I'd love to do that. So you said Claire's going to be out of town. Is yeah. this a go to the movies by yourself type of movie? Yeah, okay. I think it might. Well, listen, and I, and I'll. She actually, I I brought her up to speed on the Wick films, uh, and she she likes them. She I don't think she goes. She likes them enough to sit in a movie theater for two hours and forty nine minutes. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it looks phenomenal. Also opening this weekend is a good person. Uh, it's a drama starring Zach Braff, Florence Pugh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, Daniel is brought together with Allison, the once thriving young woman with a bright future who was involved in an unimaginable tragedy uh, that took his daughter's life. As grief-stricken, Daniel navigates raising his teenage granddaughter and Allison seeks redemption. They rediscover they discover that friendship, forgiveness, and hope can flourish in unlikely places. Uh, two hours and nine minutes long. Rated R. Wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes score 61%. And then finally, The Tutor. A mystery and thriller starring Garrett Hedlund, uh, Noah Schnapp, and Victoria Justice. Oh, Schnapp. Uh, and in-demand tutor, Ethan, lands a high-paying assess- assignment to instruct a billionaire son, Jackson, at a remote New York waterfront estate. Almost immediately, Ethan says that his student's interest in his lifelong borders, up, or in his life, borders upon obsession. As tension grows, Jackson's act accusations threaten to expose Ethan's perceived dark secrets to his girlfriend and the authorities. Uh, as sentiment turns against Ethan, it is up to him and only him oh to honor Jackson's accusations. Yeah, yeah, Just what? look at the Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, it's, don't even, dude, it's 13%. It's, yeah. I'm not going on. Don't even go. Don't even give it the dignity of Telling you know, people no, what it's about. It's no snap. We want to support, you and know. He goes to Penn, right? Stranger Things. Is that the one from Stranger yes, Things that goes absolutely. to Penn? Absolutely. So go see it for that guy. All right. <laughs> By the way, Rotten Tomatoes is not necessarily an indicator no. yeah. of how good a movie is. So. I well, listen, what? there was a movie that had a 6% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I saw it. It stunk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got the, the the tomato meter and then the audience score. And right. they can be, listen, look yep. at the audience score. Yeah. Yeah. Or see it yourself and make your own mind, your own damn mind up. All right, we're going to clips now. we got to yeah, hurry up. Yeah, it's yeah. already 10 after 7 here, gang. Yeah, Kathy, can you quiet down? Uh, Yellow up. Jackets is back for a second season, continuing the story of a soccer team in a tragic accident. In this clip, actress Christina Ricci talks about her character. Here we go. Go for it. Oh, sorry. Here we go. I think that she is just the most fun character because I just think she's so arrogant. It's almost like she doesn't view herself as a real human being, you know? So I think that she thinks that she can do anything, get away with anything, because I think she she believes that she is very smart. I don't I don't want I don't think I want to see it. Uh Yellow Jackets returns showtime Sundays, ten PM. Here's our next clip. Suspense is at an all time high as fans await the fourth season of succession. Here, Sir Nicholas Braun gives his thoughts on the upcoming season. It's just great. It's just a blast. You know, um, I don't know. There's, there's, we just have such a great rhythm together. The writing is excellent. It's just, uh, the season is next level. Good boy. 
Uh, so. Succession airs Sundays at 9 p.m., and that's on HBO. Yeah. All right, so he's the tall one in Succession. Yes. Nick, does he have another famous actor brother that has uh, similar features, maybe just like a bigger kind of nose? I don't know. I think he does. When you said that name, I was like, that looks like the guy. He's in, like, action movies. Uh, What's his name? His last name would be Braun, I So believe. is his brother Big Nose Braun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think it is Big Nose Braun, as a matter of fact. Big Nose. <laughs> Never mind. Big let's Nose just, Braun. Let's just move on. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't say anything Big about him. Big Nose Braun. Having a brother. Okay. Uh, his dad is Craig Braun. Oh. Yeah, he's got a tiny honker. Yeah. Uh, American actor and former graphic designer, famous for his album covers with Andy Warhol. Oh. And Tom Wilkes. Oh. You know, Andy Warhol was on the love Andy. book. Yeah. His first nomination was with Warhol for Sticky Fingers. Okay. There we go. That's Craig Braun, father of Nicholas Braun and Big Nose Braun. No, there is no Big Nose Braun. <laughs> oh. We just established that there is no Big Nose Braun. No Big Nose Braun. Do we know that for sure? Nope. That's what they said about Bigfoot. You guys want to do another 15 minutes on this? I think no. so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then gonna, turn it into a rock opera. We're going to take a break because we have a lot to get to, including your shot at going to Universal Orlando Resort. We are going to give away that trip this morning, but you need the clue, which we will uh, pose to you around 8 o'clock. So make sure you're with us. we got guests and other things coming up. We'll talk about that in a bit. Stay with us. Has your busted bracket turned this month into March sadness? Well, this weekend on MMR, all your picks are winners. With our slam dunk, fill in the block party. We'll pick two from your favorite MMR. Then alley-oop it to you to take it to the hole with your request for song three. So keep our number handy, 215-263-WMMR, or text us with your name, Fine Village, and song pick at 39333. Because even if you're out of the office basketball pool, you're still a top contender with our slam dunk fill in the block party weekend on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We're gonna we're gonna focus uh, on our general area. It's time to walk the street. Ah, heading to the city beat. Time for the city beat. Yeah. From the meat behind me with three nipples on one teat. Oh. <laughs> that was private. Yeah, I know. Like, that was between you, you know, and me. Remember Scaramanga in uh, Man with the Golden Gun? Yeah, he had uh, three nipples. Yeah, three nipples. So that's pretty cool. He was one of the world's top assassins. All right. Well, listen. Uh, Nick passed this along to me, and once again, the best place to live in the entire United States of America Wait. for the fourth straight year. We need a drum roll. Okay. Right. For the fourth straight year. Chesterbrook, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Top place in the country by data company Niche. They wow. use an interesting metric, and I think it, it, it's very viable. I wonder... What this means for attempting to purchase a home in that area because yeah. it made this list a number of times. Yeah, uh, the Philly suburbs pretty much own this ranking, by the way. So not only uh, Chesterbrook being number one, but Ardmore and Penn Wynn ranked three and five respectively. Ardmore is great too on uh, Niche's 2023 best places to live in America list. Uh, Chester County, Devon also jumped up from outside the top 100 last year. Uh, to nine this year. Devin is in Chester County? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I grew up in Paoli, which is in Chester County. And then, uh, so Devin, 
uh, is in the same school district. And um, but the funny thing about Wayne is that it's in three different counties. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne is in Chester County. They're uh, reckoned in a weird way, aren't they? They really are. Yeah. So Wayne is in Chester, Montgomery, and Delaware County. And um, the part of Chesterbrook used to be Wayne, and then I think eventually Chesterbrook got its own zip code. Nick, I'm in okay. Mount Airy, and by some weird reasoning, I'm in Macon County, Georgia. Yeah, that's oh, bizarre. Wow, that's very odd. weird. So the list was uh, released Monday by Pittsburgh-based Niche. Uh, the website claims to connect people to their future schools, neighborhoods, and workplaces. Uh, they based their rankings on data from the U.S. Census, FBI, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the CDC, and millions of resident reviews. Not NASA? Uh, they account for school quality, crime rates, job opportunities, housing trends, and local amenities in towns, cities, and neighborhoods across the country. So it's very thorough. Very comprehensive. When you looked in, so I know it took a while when you were looking for where you wanted to live. Yep. How much of the things just mentioned came into your decision process? Uh, schools were one of the very top, important. One top going to start a family. Yeah. Yep. Uh, having some space uh, that was another one, and we didn't look into specifically like crime rates and job opportunities right. and things like that, but. There was a golf course, and that was big. <laughs> yeah. On my personal yeah. list. And also new construction to build new. So we right. wanted for something that was developing at the time. Uh, but we did look when I first moved to the Philadelphia area. Um, Chesterbrook was one of the first places I looked. And it ended up not being where we settled in. But it's a lovely area. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, Very um, lovely. You, I, but you did, uh, I mean, the first like, two places that you moved were Brook-ish. In the sense that they were like townhome communities. Yeah, and, yeah. Know. We lived in uh, uh, Bluebell. Uh, the first place I lived was uh, the Corman Suites. I don't know what it's called now. Which we were by on uh, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. Uh, no, that was uh, the second place. Oh, yes, that's yeah. right. Second place, sorry. Uh, yeah, that was uh, in Delaware County uh, right. at uh, Coventry Crossing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was it was similar. You know why we didn't end up moving to Chesterbrook? Because the one place that, that was right and that we could afford at the time my big screen projection television <laughs> wouldn't fit up the stairs to oh, make it into wow. the apartment. So that's why we passed. So it's funny you should Crazy. mention that because we have this house, which I adore, uh, in, in uh, Mount Airy. And, and my wife was very nervous because she was saying to the r- realtor, I don't think Steve's TV will fit here. Yeah. yeah. And we made it work. Yeah. Serious concern. Yes. Oh, our dur- dining room furniture. <laughs> dining room. Uh, we got from Here's a- the dining room and off to it is a small <laughs> dining room. We have, uh, we, we purchased it on, off of Craigslist from a person who lived in Chesterbrook. Yeah. And uh, this guy was, he's a doctor from like Tennessee and moved to this area and the cost of living here. Yeah. What's so funny over there, P-Bud? I'm sorry. <laughs> Dirting room made me think of gurning room. And it's just a room set aside in your house that people go into and make those goofy faces. Uh, Hi, would you like to step into the gurning room? Yeah. You have to make this facial expression yeah. when you do it. <laughs> Adjust the lights to your I'm liking. Sorry. Go ahead. But, but anyway, <clears throat> I mean, we, we got this dining room furniture for a real steal. It, we're, it, Bassett's furniture, probably, I mean, thousands of dollars that we got for a song and dance, but we had to move it out of this townhouse. And Steve, this furniture was so big and right. so heavy. 
You know, well, it, that a lot. That's a that's a what I'm sure a lesser decision in a lot of cases, but it's an important one. Can I get my stuff in here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, by the way, Chesterbrook has a population of about 5,500 people, a median home value of 350 thousand dollars. Okay. It received an A plus designation for its public schools, health and fitness, and suitability for families. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nietzsche touted Chesterbrook's uh, abundance of restaurants, coffee shops, yeah. and parks saying that the area has a dense suburban feel to it. Uh, Ardmore and Penn Wynn have a median home value in both towns exceeding Chesterbrook a little bit at 353000 in Ardmore and 395000 in Penn Wynn. Devon was ranked number one place to raise a family in America, by the way. Devon. With Chesterbrook right behind it at number two. The median home value in Devon is much higher than the other local suburbs at $663,000. What's the median price of a home in the Ardmore area? It does not that expensive. Uh, wait, second, hold. Ardmore, Ardmore is three hundred fifty-three thousand. Uh, yeah, I figured it'd be yeah, yeah. affordable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really affordable. I um, I mean, as far as that area is concerned, I I think I like Narberth way more than I like. Well, you like the Western Territory. Here's yeah. some, here's Narberth. <laughs> How makes, you doing, folks? Makes it on the list. By the way, Casey Swarthmore, number yeah. thirty. Dude, oh. Swarthmore is great. Now, Swarthmore has a cup, and it doesn't matter for me because I don't drink. Uh, but it was a dry town, but I think they have a couple of places. They built a new hotel right by Swarthmore College. But, dude, that the, it's it's tiny little town center right by Swarthmore College. And the train station, it is really, really cute. But still, I like Narberth more. Exton was number 70, Berwyn number 72, and Narberth number 73. There on you the go. Berwyn, my friend lives there. And I was out there a couple of times like the past couple of months. And it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I want to put a billboard up outside of Narberth, which is Bill Weston with his arms wide open. You've got a you've got a friend in yeah. Narberth. I mean, if I my top five places to live after like kids leave the house would be Narberth Media, Chest, uh, Chestnut Hill, which Steve, I was in I love it. for the first time. Just, I, Chestnut, I mean, I'm, I'm there I all the time. I was like, I've never really been here before. This yeah, is really really cute. Yeah, Kathy. Yeah. Doylestown. Yeah. Doylestown's cool. Doylestown is lovely. You like a town. You like a walking area. I do. I do. I love that. But But that adds so, I think that adds a quality of life that you, you know, and it's just wonderful to be able to listen to to just walk around and say, hey, neighbor, go to hell. Go to hell. Hey, you too. Or go from shop, go to different shops and restaurants. Skipback is that way out where I am as well. But what I like about Narberth is, Steve, they have a movie theater. It's small. I think it might be. They got a moving picture show? Yeah, yeah. But it might be like two theaters or something like that. Yeah, if, like, I, if I win the lottery, I'm going to buy that movie theater in Wayne uh, because it's set close since pre-pandemic, and it, it really bums me out every time I drive mm. past it. It's right on Route 30. You need the neighborhood movie theater like yeah, that. Yeah, and, and for such the exact, a wonderful thing. Exact same reason, Case. Like I know people want to go to places like yeah. that, you know. And and I look a big AMC in a mall is fine, but I you know, there's something about a town Nick, movie theater that is charming. Open it up and have a show, nothing but Daily Rush videos. All mm-hmm. right. Well, uh, hang on. Is it empty? So sorry, Preston. Uh, is is that movie theater empty? Uh, I mean, it's like, closed for business, so I don't know if what's Maybe that's the movie that's showing. Uh, empty or closed for business? <laughs> uh, Rose Valley was number two and also secured spots in the top 100, received an overall grade of A+. The highest ranking neighborhood within the Philadelphia limits is Fittler Square. 
Mm. Not familiar. I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Near the river. That one. Ranked uh, number 47 uh, on the list of Philadelphia area neighborhoods. Yeah, Fittler Square is like uh, to the west of Rittenhouse Square. Okay. So if you're leaving Rittenhouse Square and you're walking towards the river, like Nick just said, there's a park down there, like towards University City, that little pocket. Really? Okay. Very pretty, great restaurants. All right, nice. Excellent. Huh. So uh, that's cool, man. I, I love like that. All of these places in our area are considered the best places according to these metrics. Uh, as the best place to live. I, I, and you know, the you, there's a lot to recommend this area yep. uh, to a lot of people. And that's why, listen, I'm, I'm, I love seeing this. That, and that's why when these other lists come up that, that claim that yeah. tout were the worst and, and all kinds of stuff, I'm like, you just, no. Yeah. Chomp my taint. Well, it's just. <laughs> Power chomper, right? <laughs> it's just they're, they're, they're taking things. That, you're not looking deep enough. The not, whole yeah. picture. We're not yeah. a one, one trick pony. There's a lot going on yep. here. All right, uh, some other things from City Beat. I actually have several things I want to try to get to. Right, we don't have it. a whole hell of a lot of time. But uh, Kathy sent this one to me. Thank you to all my field reporters, by the way. <laughs> uh, a Bethlehem-based entrepreneur turned a class project into a popular kids product that you will now find in stores at Target. What? Uh, Brianna yeah. Gardell started <laughs> making uh, <laughs> started making throwable paintballs. In her apartment kitchen in the Lehigh Valley. Oh, I uh, love this idea. And now her invention called Gobblies, I think is how you pronounce this. I saw that movie. Are available nationwide. And she says uh, Gobblies were originally inspired by a homework assignment that she had. She said, I tried to create an egg out of soap. And I said, well, the yolk kind of seems like it would be fun to throw at people. And she explained that uh, gobblies are paintballs that you throw by hand like a water balloon. Only these create a colorful splatter like a paintball, she said. And the outside is actually made from seaweed, so you don't have to pick up the pieces outside like you do with water balloons. So, so it's, a, it's a biodegradable. Yeah. The, and the, she said the inside is a colorful goop. And what is the goop made of, do we know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's all washable, uh, oh. she said. Uh, eight years ago, Gardell... Wore a uh, gobbly's splattered dress to her graduation from Lehigh University and started her business the next day. Uh, she first made the do it a do-it-yourself science kit where kids could make their own paintballs. Uh, demand was high, especially for birthday parties. So she tested 26 different prototypes in her kitchen to find a way to make uh, pre-made ones. And she also makes something called play paint which you can load into any water gun as well. So a squirt gun that you can squirt colors. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, I love yes. that. So, so uh, the whole thing with the gobblies is if you're, it's like you can play tag that way. or you yes. can, Yeah. Um, well, and, they, and the way the kids love the water balloons, like yeah, you'd yep. think you just brought an entire amusement park to your backyard when you pull out water balloons. And so now add this with some color. I that mean, you can wash away. You can wash away. And biodegradable. And so, so what I used to do for Jace's birthday parties, because we would always do the, the balloons and stuff like that. Um, and then it's all over your lawn and you don't want to leave the balloons out there. So I would have everybody, all the kids, I'd say, all right, whoever can get the most amount of balloon remnants from the yard gets a prize. And then I'd give like five bucks to whoever okay. came right, right. Right, right. With the biggest, you know. Kathy, so, you so, Casey sorry. always have such great ideas on how to get kids to do the work for you. <laughs> yeah. I never had that. My dad uh, used to whip. Was dumb. So, uh, we were in the hot tub at the, the hotel on whatever night oh, that yeah. was, Saturday night. Yeah. It was a little cold out. And then the jets went off in the hot tub and nobody wanted to get out. And I told Jace, uh, I was like, uh, I'll time you, you know? Just, uh, no, I'll time you. You were supposed to give him a 500 bucks. No, he, he said 500 bucks. I was like, got, okay. If, if you he can got do back it in, in five, five seconds. seconds. Casey was like, what do you think for five? 
I'm not going to give that kid 500 bucks. That, by the way, Shaka. Jace is great at negotiating. I, I watched yes, it several times on that trip. That, that dude knows how to strike a bargain. I, I, don't, I don't know where he gets it from, though. <laughs> it's like everything is a negotiation. Yes. I'm like, no, and, it's not. And, and he's like, all right, how about like five more minutes on video games? But he's, he's not willing to bend. No. He comes to, to the table with, on, with terms. So I'm ordering, they are available through Amazon as well. Oh, the cool. Goblies. The Goblies, so I'll order a couple boxes for us to have on hand. All right. Cool. You might as well. And by the way, Kathy, timing, uh, it still works on my 15-year-old son. <laughs> oh, good. So yeah. we still have a few yeah, more years. Yeah, you can do it for a little while. Though. All right, I got something else uh, around our area, the city beat. Mm. Uh, this one is a really cool story. Uh, a woman in Philadelphia's Mount Airy neighborhood is believed to be one of the oldest living patients with sickle cell disease in the country. Her name is uh, Joan Lambright. She's 83 years old, and she spent her entire life defying the odds. Uh, She was born in 1939, and she was told that she wouldn't survive her teenage years after being diagnosed with sickle cell anemia. Uh, She says that the condition causes unbearable pain, but it was misunderstood throughout her childhood. She said, I knew that there were some days where I could run and jump like any other child in some days that I was in bed at home or sometimes in the hospital. Uh, the CDC now says that one in 13 African-American babies is born with the trait for sickle cell disease. Uh, for Joan, understanding the disease has been a lifelong battle. She said, if I'm unhappy, if I have moments of depression, that can trigger a crisis. So she's 83 now. Yeah. <clears throat> what is her prognosis for continued Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Not sure. She said in that crisis, uh, the pain can be so extreme in a body part (sighs) that she can't move. When a situation like that happens and she goes to the hospital, she often needs a blood transfusion to live. And she credits a Red Cross and donors for her life. She said, actually, each time they uh, they save a piece of my life, each time they give me a chance to live again. Uh, She became an advocate for her own health, working with the to encourage people to donate blood. She said, I accept blood from any race. However, my body absorbs the blood better if it is compatible with those of the same race. Mm -hmm. Uh, In becoming one of the oldest living sickle cell disease patients in the entire country, uh, she has a lot of people to thank. She says, when my time comes, that'll be all right because I've lived and I've only lived well because of blood. So that just... You know, uh, heightens the importance of, of donating blood. And we'll have our, uh, of course, our blood drive coming up yes. this summer. Yeah, and speaking of the blood drive, um, I didn't know that until you just said it, President. But um, there are certain races that can donate blood to other races. Is that common or is it just with cell so? I think uh, she says it's most compatible with, see. with but her But you, you can do any, yeah. But, okay. yeah. I didn't know if like if it's yeah. more likely to, if you're an African American to get blood from another. I don't know how that works. Good question. It might be for certain conditions. I don't. I don't really okay. know. Like this, like sickle cell. Not really sure. But uh, that's uh, what. What a great story. She's lived that long. Eighty three. Defied, defied the odds. All right. Uh, another city beat story. Um, wow! Wow! Yeah. How about this one? Uh, if a zombie outbreak like The Last of Us ends up happening, a new report says. That we have one of the best places for you to survive. All right. Uh, it was data that was compiled by Jeff Bett, an online casino based in the United Kingdom. Uh, the company evaluated America's 20 largest shopping malls yeah. based on eight pieces of criteria. Demand, infection risk, shelter by suitability, food provisions, weapon access, medicine access, mental stimulation, and chances of rescue. And, of course, malls 
are a classic hiding spot in zombie and alien movies and TV shows, including The Last of Us, which centers an episode within an abandoned mall. Uh, a study published in Americana, the journey of American popular culture, titled Zombies, Malls, and the Consumerism Debate, focuses on that. Mall scenes in Stranger Things also became key in that show's storyline. Uh, but according to the final scores, Mill Creek Mall would be the ideal place to land during a hypothetical zombie outbreak. And I'm not sure where Mill Creek Mall is. Oh, it's in Erie. Okay, so it's in Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, and then uh, King of Prussia Mall. You would assume, right? Yep. I thought King of Prussia would be first, but why Why does it give a reason why Mill Creek over KOP? Uh, not over, but uh, it did go into the details, but I kind of skipped over them. It's but... closer to where the location filming for Striking Distance took place. <laughs> okay. The Bruce Willis movie? The yeah. Bruce Willis yeah, movie. Yeah, that figures large. He was, a, a, he was a boat cop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that tends to repel zombies. Uh, so the King of Prussia Mall's best scoring factor was uh, the visitor's high chance of rescue, though it does not explain exactly why that is. You guys ever been at Erie? No, no. me neither. No, I have. Yeah, what do you uh, think? It's uh, it's. N- it's not Vegas, but it's fine. It's not Vegas. It's not Vegas. That's what it says on the yeah. sign on the way in. We're not Vegas, but we're fine. <laughs> I had always heard, like, it's not that great, a little bit depressed. Well, but the I... name Eerie tends yeah. to, but no, it's not bad. Okay. My right. friend went to med school out there. Here you go, Casey. Key factors that play a role in the mall's top ranking, this is Mill Creek, uh, include the fact that it is not highly visited compared to other malls and is in a more out-of-the-way area. And this could be bad news for a mall's sales, but under the premise of a zombie apocalypse where you want to avoid affection, infections, that is a good thing. So think about this taking place here at KOP. You have the, you have the two removed. Um, you know, now they're joined. So you have this sprawling amount of store area. Yep. Think of the stores in there. Think of there are a couple of pharmacies, right? You have yeah. there's a Rite Aid, am I correct? Uh, there's a yeah, and yeah. uh, maybe down by <clears throat> J.C. Penney. There is. I don't know if it's a Rite Aid or if it's a CVS, but it says you walk in. Right. <laughs> food wise, right. the food court. Now you'd have stuff that's, that was would be fairly perishable. Yeah. I assume in a food court, but you also have a Dick's Sporting Goods. So right. You do have um, some survival gear there and potential weapons. Yeah. It's so, not J.C. Penney close too. Didn't oh, it? Did. In KOP? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's gone. Yeah. But that wing, what's that? Well, what's there now? What, uh, what Dix is a Dix Sporting Goods. No, mm-hmm. no, Dix is um, the Sears was. is further down. No, at JC oh, Penny. Right. Remember, it's I think it's still vacant. They put all of those like pop up um, holiday yeah. houses. Oh, they put in there. That's right. That they put them in there. Yeah, yeah. Right now they have some VR games in front of there. I think or there there like was that. for a while. Yeah, downstairs. They're downstairs. Are they still out yep. there? Yep. Yeah. I was okay. there a couple of weeks ago. So. I have a uh, gift card for JC Penny. What do you think I should do with it? Wait, do they still? They might online. You could go online. All right. I learned how to mismanage credit with my JC yeah. credit card. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people yeah. did. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, so let me see. Uh, running out of time. Uh, a couple more City Beat stories. I want to make sure I get to one before it's too late here. How about this one? This is a pretty cool story. Uh, a woman by the name of Karen Cagnetti had just delivered pizza to a friend on Old Orchard Lane Tuesday evening when she saw a collision and a motorcycle burst into flames. And the Little Rockies pizza delivery driver sprung into action. I knew it. 
to action, pulling a man from the burning bike and saving his life. That's amazing. According to the 3rd District Fire Company's chief. Thank uh, you, little Rocky. Really dead. Uh, Chief Howard McGoldrick said, I would say she saved his life. Yes. Uh, It burned pretty bad. It's one of those things the average person is not accustomed to, and she did the right thing. Uh, Cagnitti, who has been on the job with the Bristol Pizza Place for the last few months, uh, said that uh, she had made the delivery to a home when the crash had happened. Uh, And McGoldrick said that he didn't expect to see a motorcycle on fire as the fire company was dispatched to assist the Bucks County Rescue Squad with the accident. He said, we pulled up, I saw smoke, uh, and then I saw the motorcycle on fire. Uh, The motorcyclist was injured and his bike was destroyed after it caught fire following a collision with a van. He said the van driver was not hurt. Uh, but she jumped into action and saved the guy's life, she said. You, they said. This is an interesting thing to consider. With At any given day or, say, around mealtime, how many food delivery drivers are out in any given area, would you say? Oh, I'm, I don't know. A lot. A lot, a right? Lot, you would yeah. assume. And it, yeah. Obviously, in, in some areas. Yeah. And so that provides sort of a, a, a you know, a, an on-the-street um you know, uh, eyes on the road, basically. I mean, basically, they could even do their own sort of ways, you know, uh, right. information reporting, yeah. you know? Yeah, I would. And Should we know, deputize them? If you are a delivery driver, I think it would be good to be uh, skilled in the way of, uh, uh, you know, first aid and CPR yeah. and things like that. Because you're, you're, you're the one out and about. Yeah, you're encountering people pretty regularly. You're, you're essentially on patrol. Yeah. If you're a, a driver. That's what I was wondering. Of sorts. So, you know, having that skill may Sh- save some people's lives. Should we give them guns? And probably no, not. No, no, no. I'm going to no. guess. What was uh, the thing we were doing for a little bit where we were diving into people's jobs and uh, learning somebody right. else? Uh, like, oh, uh, you, uh, secrets of your profession? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet delivery drivers have loads of stories. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, Karen. I see lots of boobies. Karen, <laughs> Karen Cagnetti said uh, she doesn't she doesn't want to be called a hero. She said, I think that anybody would have done the same thing. She said, I saw somebody who was hurt, needed help. I stayed calm until the paramedics arrived, and then I cried. She said I was yeah. really shaken up well, over good it. good for her. So that's awesome, man. That's good stuff. I'm happy to hear that. Spit out coffee. All right. Is that <laughs> all we have time for? You yeah. know what? I'll do. Uh, okay. I'll save this one. For next week, if we get a chance, all right. And that's it. I like that one. Yeah, I told you, I had a whole lot today, man. There's been a bunch going on in and around our area, and it continues because we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. We have a few different things that are going to happen. We're going to get the bizarre file. We have a a concert announcement. Yes, a good one. And we have the clue for our final Universal Orlando Resorts to give to you and your chance to win this trip. Uh, and plus, we'll get our uh, Friday Froggy song. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shoes. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Quickly, before we do the uh, universal thing, I want to... Uh, no, you know what? Let's do that first. Yeah. Let's, I, yeah. I, I, tagged, you know, I, I teased it. Let's, let's get to that now. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen... 
This is your chance to win with Preston and Steve's Photo Hunt Challenge. And you need step number one of this. It's an opportunity, by the way, to win a trip to Universal Orlando Resort. But step one is to listen to the clue. Step two is to go and see if you can find out the answer to this. And then step three is to hang on and wait until we tell you when to call in with that answer. So here is your clue. Who is wearing a hoodie in our only black and white photo? So what you need to do is go to PrestonAndSteve.com and look through the Universal Photo Hunt Challenge photo gallery for find the answer. And you can win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit when we ask you to call in later on with that answer. So who is wearing a hoodie in our only black and white photo? And from sending you on a high-speed coaster to putting a towering volcano right outside your hotel room, nobody tests the limits of absolute awesome like Universal Orlando Resort. And Love we it. certainly know it. Love uh, it. Information available at WMMR.com, but go check that out now. Real quick, a um, uh, shout-out. Well, yeah, let me do the shout-out first. It says, uh, hey, guys, I want to see if we could do something uh, different and request a privilege from Steve and his highest voice. I don't know what that means. Uh, but it says, for my wife, Jennifer Moore, in her new job, uh, she gets to work from home now making Double what she made at her last job, doesn't need to drive, so doesn't need to pay tolls, doesn't need to deal with a-holes, but also gets mad now that I have to wake up at 6.30 in the morning to take her kids to school while she lays in bed, and no matter how little noise I try not to make, she still complains that I'm too loud, and I would like to send out a privileged shart out to her, please. Thanks in advance. That's from Mike Miranda. All right, you want to a high one? Privileged! I guess that's that, so uh, that's a shart out. All right, and then... Thank you. Privileged. And then finally, uh, Nick wanted me to pass this along because we got some gifts this morning. Uh, This is from Melissa Murphy. And she wrote, hey, remember how you guys felt when you met John when you met John Travolta? That's how I felt this morning meeting you guys. She came out to Clearwater to meet us. She was awesome. She said, I sat in the parking lot and cried afterwards. Aww. Good tears, she wrote. Uh, I can't thank you enough for everything today and every day for the last 20 years. Uh, and I've been unbelievably depressed since we le- were forced to leave our Key West home in June after our uh, home was sold. And today was the first day I was truly happy. Thank you. Sincerely. And that is from Melissa Murphy. Murphy. And she gave us these gifts. She she painted these rocks for us uh, with different things on them, uh, you know, that are. I got a Gene Simmons chicken. Yeah, that are that are for us specifically. Steve, I believe uh, one or some of the rocks, and I'll have to find out. I'll follow up with Melissa. Actually, there's something happened. You put them under a black light. Really? Oh, yeah. So um, all right. I'll, oh, I'll have to do that. I'll ask right. her. But uh, yeah, really nice of her. And she was just she was nervous, but couldn't have been sweeter. It was, it was cool to meet her. And her, her husband's a musician. Yeah. And um, so was picking up gigs in that area. And then they were starting to pick up uh, business, which is good. Yep. All right. And before we get into the B file, and we'll have something after the bizarre file. By the way, we have a concert announcement this morning. But let's play some music. Get it Friday mode.
And I've been told that there were no black and white photos in oh our photo God. gallery. <laughs> what? That what? has just been fixed. So you can go and you can refresh it now, and it should come up, and you should be able to find the black and white photo. And we need to know who's wearing the hoodie. Our only black and white photo. And uh, Nick is going to verify this. Nick, did you? Yes. Ah. Okay. Yes. How about if we were to place a black and white photo in our gallery? No, it's there now. Oh, all right. There uh, we go. So you need to go and check uh, PrestonandSteve.com and look at the uh, Universal Photo Hunt Challenge photo gallery and find out which one person uh, is wearing a hoodie in our only black and white photo. So it is there now. But thank you for letting us know. Yeah. We appreciate that. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, this morning it's brought to you by Red Robin. The March College Basketball Tournament is here, and Red Robin is offering 10% off all pickup catering orders throughout March using the code MARCH10. Order today at order.redrobinpa.com. Yum. Yum. All right, Marius Gustafson allegedly removed men's penises and testicles for his website, along with eight other people Westminster Magistrate's Court heard on Wednesday. You know, they ask us to create content for the website. Maybe we need to look into this. Norway-born Gustafsson is used of being at the heart of a wide-ranging conspiracy among up to 29 offenses of extreme body modifications, the removal of body parts, the trade in body parts, and the uploading of videos. The group allegedly brought in some $300,000 in income from their extreme Actions From removing penises? Yep. Gustafson is charged with conspiracy to cause grievous bodily harm, and uh, that's to five alleged victims. Charges include the removal of a man's penis, the clamping of another's testicles, and freezing of a leg, which required amputation. Wow. Gustafson is also accused of acquiring or possessing criminal property, making an indecent image of a child, and distributing an indecent image of a child. He himself has had his own leg, penis, and nipple removed and appeared in court in a wheelchair. Gustafson appeared alongside Peter Waits, who is charged with conspiracy. Not only does he own the company, he's a customer. Uh, Waits was involved in all nine, uh, in with nine of the 29 incidents. Ian Seeker is said to have been involved in two incidents. Uh, three other men were charged with being involved in the same conspiracy. They will appear in the same court. Uh, Nathan Arnold, Damian Burns, and Jacob Crimmy Appleby also appeared. Arnold is accused as alleged to have removed Gustafson's nipple. Uh, Burns is accused of removing his penis. And Creamy Appleby is accused of freezing his leg, requiring amputation. Like, they are doing it to themselves so as I well. So I think uh, Creamy was pretty hardcore. I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably come in on the nipple side. Yeah. I think that's less invasive. But, yeah, there, there are people like this who get off on this, and it's their thing. Yep. None of the accused have entered any pleas. They are said to be part of a secret society. You know what I do? I, I like to work with succulents. I think that's fun. So they are said to have been part of a secret society where men voluntarily remove genitalia and body parts. This is thought to be linked to a nullo subculture, which I've never heard before. Nullo. Nullo is short for uh, genital nullification. So Yeah, then I have heard of it. This is what they're in. That's horrifying. Mm Mm-hmm. A Providence Township man with a history of mental illness doused himself with a flammable liquid and set himself on fire inside a magisterial district court office on Tuesday. I believe this was in Lancaster. 
Uh, Stanley T. Walden was a judge was at Judge William Better's office to be arraigned on recent charges of terroristic threats and criminal mischief when he set himself on fire and ran at police. Oh. Walden is currently receiving treatment at Lehigh Valley Burn Center. The judge said that he did not know the details about Walden's injuries or whether anyone was injured. Uh, police charged Walden with arson, a felony, and reckless endangerment, a misdemeanor for the incident. During Tuesday's arraignment, Walden had a clear plastic water bottle with him. The complaint says when the defendant learned that he was going to be taken into custody for probation violation, the defendant poured the contents of the water bottle on himself. As officers approached, the defendant lit himself on fire with a disposable lighter. Oh, my God. Uh, The clear liquid inside of the bottle was flammable liquid, possibly rubbing alcohol or nail polish remover. Why did that then bring anything into the court? Six law enforcement officers were in the courtroom at the time of the incident, as were Benner and Walden's mother. Uh, Walden, who is six foot four and weighs three hundred pounds, was still on fire when he ran toward the officers, removing his burning sweatshirt and was swinging it towards the officers in the courtroom. Did they say what the original charge was that had him on probation? Uh, yeah, I already said that. Uh, I'll have to go back. No, no see. problem. Uh, he it was, was arson. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. He, his court showed that uh, Walden had run-ins with the criminal justice system before. Uh, and had gone through the county's mental health court. So he had been in and out a All few right. times. They knew him well. Setting yourself on fire was yeah. a better option? Yeah. I guess to, to him, it may have been. Five, now, this is pretty wild. Five mischievous boys had to be rescued from a Staten Island sewer system on Tuesday after they crawled into a tunnel and ventured deep inside and got lost. Oh, wow. They were looking for a clown, right? I think they yeah. may have been. So the FDNY received an emergency call uh, Tuesday regarding children trapped in the sewer. 911 audio captures some of the exchanges between a dispatcher and a child. And in one exchange, the dispatcher asks for an address. The boy, boyish voice says, we don't know. We're stuck in the sewers. We're goonies. And they said, you're stuck where? And the child said, <laughs> in the sewers. And yeah, Steve, it was like that. Yeah. It was like the goonies. Uh, fire alarm dispatcher Marilyn Haxla said that he asked the child questions to narrow down where the boys entered the sewer system. Send in Officer Sloth. The responding fire units located the children's backpacks uh, at the entrance to the tunnel, which leads to the sewer- <laughs> sewers under Clove Lakes Park. That's Officer Sloth. Authorities uh, determined that the children had crawled into the sewer system through the tunnel and had traveled up to a quarter mile further inside. The tunnel had a 40-inch opening that later reduced to 30 inches, Mm. and it made it difficult to navigate. A firefighter entered the tunnel on a rope uh, and with a breathing uh, equipment uh, set up, and he said it was a tight space. The member had to crouch down and then crawl. Uh, They eventually were able to track down where they were, uh, firefighters found the kids by opening up one of the manhole covers above them, and the dispatcher or the kids to raise their voices and call for help. Moments after this, uh, the department said responding units located and rescued the kids. They could have been deadly. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A rainstorm or something occur. Yep. Uh, they were brought to safety after about thirty minutes or so Jeez. of searching for Bet them. But they smell great. Oh my God! Yeah. All right, let's see. And uh, we have, I think we have a little bit of audio for this. A Florida state representative appeared to get trolled by uh, some raunchy fake names during his committee's hearing considering <laughs> several bills. I was laughing out loud. Uh, during Monday's hearing of the Florida House Civil Justice Subcommittee, Chairman Will Robinson moved the committee into public testimony on State Representative Tiffany Esposito's bill on residential tenancies. A half hour into the hearing, everything was running smoothly as Robinson read off names of members of the public who were in opposition or support of Esposito's bill. However, 
shadowy formless entities stalked the subcommittee chairman, putting Representative Will Robinson in danger of trolls. Uh, and we'll play a little clip of the representative reading off the names. Florida Station of Counties waves in opposition. Pamela Birch Fort, Florida State Conference of NAACP branches waves in opposition. Anita Dick. Oh, no boy. He's an opponent. Oh, man. <laughs> He's thinking. Waves in opposition. <laughs> Holden Hiscock. He's oh also an opponent. Oh, my God. Waves in opposition. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, only Jimmy. Only Jimmy. Only Jimmy. He knew Jimmy's last name was. Yeah, he was. Crack corn. Oh, my Um, God. Play it again. Oh, my God. All right. Because after the first name, he's like, he he starts to, you can tell he's thinking. Yeah. Oh, he takes a nice pause there. Birch Fort, Florida State Conference of NAACP Branches, waves in opposition. Anita Dick. (laughs) Hmm. He's an opponent. Hmm. Anita Dick is an opponent. Julie Jerkoff. An opponent. Forgive me. <laughs> Waves in opposition. Anita Dick is an opponent. <laughs> Dude. Do you, know, do you know how many times uh, Michael Hunt got a phone call my swim club? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because they announced it over the loudspeaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and people actually did it? Yeah. So they would call the uh, from the... From the payphone, they would call and ask for that, and then they would say it over the loudspeaker. You have a phone call at the front desk. One right. of the best. It happened all the time. The pool page is. <laughs> I, I, my buddy and I went out to Las Vegas years ago. That we we, we would do that constantly, and, and you let it go for a day or two before you oh, did yeah. it again. But it was the classic. Yes, page somebody. I think he's by the pool. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm going to do a concert announcement. Ah. Yep. Good stuff right here, folks. So, uh, MMR is always happy to announce concerts to you. This one is going to be Wednesday, October 18th at these Wells. Are we going to have some uh, music? I, I, it's all set up here. All right, thank you. At the Wells Fargo Center, tickets on sale next Friday. And MMR rocks Queen and Adam Lambert yeah. together. Yeah. So, they are coming to town. Sir Brian May and company. With Adam Lambert, this is going to be really cool. Uh, tickets are on sale, like I said, next Friday. What's that? Okay, uh, so that's next Friday, and uh, tickets will go on sale at 10 a.m. via wellsfargocenterphilly.com, and you can listen to Pierre all next week to win some tickets for complete details. Another chance to win tickets, go to WMMR.com, or you can text QUEEN. To 39333, and we are going to send you the link. So let me reiterate this once again. It is Queen and Adam Lambert, the Rhapsody Tour, Wednesday, October 18th at Wells Fargo Center. Very cool. On sale next Friday at 10 a.m. via WellsFargoCenterPhilly.com. Pierre, tickets all next week. And for complete details and another chance to win tickets, uh, you can go to WMMR.com or text QUEEN. Two three nine three three three, and we will send you that link. Now, keep the music for a second. Right. I got the email. This is timely. This is from. Um, I got this from uh, Mrs. It says Mrs. Officer, drama teacher, at Beck Middle School. It says President Steve Beck Middle School and Cherry Hill will be performing their spring musical. We will rock you this what? weekend. Nice. And the show features music by the band Queen. Uh, They said the kids have worked so hard on this. Many of them weren't familiar with Queen and now are big fans of the band, rock music, and, of course, the Preston and Steve show. And I'm so incredibly proud of the students. It would mean a lot if the rock guys of everyone... (laughs) 
could wish them luck on the show. Tickets yeah. available at the door online at ticket.com slash Beck Players. That's great. Yeah, I and love that's the way that. my kids were, man. Once I turned them on to Queen. Yeah. They just took to it yeah. right away. I think it's pretty timeless music. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And Adam Lambert yeah. appears in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. He's the uh, truck driver. In the oh, that's machine. right. That's right. right. Uh, yep. in, the, in the movie. Yeah. Um, other um, school plays that are going on this weekend, by the way, Preston, speaking of which, is uh, Marion Mercy Academy's uh, James and the Giant Peach opens ah. up tonight. And um, it just so happens that my daughter is <gasps> playing the part of James. Nice. In James and the Giant Peach. So. Excellent. All right, well, I just thought I'd give that a little plug Rooney. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Our friend Chris Terrian of the Fly is going to be stopping by. There's a couple of things coming up uh, that we think you will find very interesting, and we will return in just a bit with him. Stay put. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artist of the Month. Hailing from Fishtown, it's Velvet Rouge. On the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Oh my God, the Flyers won last night. Yeah! <laughs> wow. Uh, listen, it's not been going on <laughs> Things have not been going all that great uh, this particular season. But listen, there's still some great reasons to, to go to Wells Fargo Center. And there's a couple of events coming up that we're going to tell you about. And to bring some of those details on board and your chance to win some things, we have who I have been told is the longest tenured defenseman in franchise history. Chris Terry yeah. is here this morning. Uh, so, so amazing hearing that. <laughs> someone will break it eventually, but to this point, I'll hold that record. I always said, you know what? Like someone says, you played twelve years in Philly, and I said I did. It's like thirty in any other city. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dog years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the um, uh, New York's got to be a lot tougher, right? You know what? I, I mean, I think for the passion, yeah, New York. New York yeah. is real is good, but it ain't Philly, man. Like New it's York just for not. press I, reasons, I would say. New York for press. I always heard you can blend in in New York yeah. because you are in in Philadelphia. If you're a sports star, you're also a celebrity. And and I heard maybe you can verify this, Chris. But Lindros said when he got traded to the Rangers, he could walk around Central Park and not get mobbed. When he was in Philly, he was a superstar and everybody recognized. Him. Yeah, that that's prop. That's I actually believe that 100. percent You know, and I, I was laughing a couple weeks ago. But I was really ticked off because the Rangers kind of took in came into a building one night where. They got Patrick Kane, and believe it or not, people in Philadelphia, I don't know if they realize this, but it's easier for New Yorkers to come to games in Philadelphia oh, yeah. than it is for them to even go to their own games, whether it's at, like, you know, Citibank Park or oh, Yankee I don't doubt it. Yeah. So they come up the turnpike. The parking's great. So they kind of took over and took advantage of a rough patch the Flyers are going through, and it was a, it, they had a pretty loud building in New York. I'm thinking to myself, you guys don't make your own building that loud in New York, so don't come here and try here because I've seen your your, your phony ass act up there. I mean, the garden's a pretty quiet building. Yeah, yeah. Really? It, it, probably it gonna is, get jumped getting out of here. By <laughs> You're right. It's also acoustically, it's it's a pain in the ass when anyone plays a concert there because they've got to go through all hoops and and these backflips to get the sync the, the audio right. It is a tricky room. Well, talk, no talk about a quiet audience, though, and, and we'll, we'll get into some of the reason why you're here, but uh, in Toronto, 
uh, it's it's a different experience with the fans there, isn't it? It is, and you see a lot of suits. I mean, it's a different yeah. thing because, um, uh, you know, packed pretty much every night. But that that's religion up there, those yeah. sorts. And, like, the game day experience is not just that night. It's an all-day experience. Yeah. You know, Montreal, Toronto especially, more so than the other Canadian cities. Yeah, it can be. it's actually quiet when you watch the games. Yes. It's just strange, but they're you, fanatical wow. hockey fans. It reminds me of how weird it was when they were playing during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were saying the teams that were had like nobody yeah. in their buildings right. were really going to flourish in that. <laughs> <laughs> it was insanely weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you know, I, I watch every game. I'm a diehard, even, even though this season hasn't been great. And uh, I love the fact that you don't pull any punches. You know, you, you're very honest in your opinion. Um, this team, uh, you know, the record bears it out. They're just they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not that strong. But I, when I watch them, I do see glimmers of hope with this franchise, with yeah. this team, uh, starting with the head coach and then Carter Hart and whatever. Um, if, uh, you know, this, the, the million-dollar question is always, if you were GM, what would be your first move? I think there's a million moves that need to be made, but uh, you watch almost all the games or all the games as well. What do you see when you see this team? Yeah, well, well I think the first thing is, from my standpoint, was looking back, and, and, and I saw this wave coming a few years ago, and that's where I said, like, they got to turn this around and start making moves. I, I, you know, I, I think you have guys like a Claude Giroux had an unbelievable career here, but I think when you get a glimpse, you have to flip assets at some point to try to make your team continually in the hunt. Mm-hmm. You have to make them. In Philadelphia, and I'll say, I'll, I'll go back. I mean, we've had GMs before. Uh, Paul Holmgren specifically going back. He liked to make splash trades. He understood the market like that. You know, we signed Shea Weber to a, a, a big offer sheet. Didn't work out, but they, they match it. But uh, getting Chris Pr- you're getting Briere uh, yeah. after that really bad year. So there's an understanding in that market. Uh, there are some young guys here I like. I like Torts. Whether or not he'll be the coach when the full flip happens, I don't know that because this is there's a there's a gap between all of this. You know, so what do you do? For me, and I think Torts said it the other day, there has to be a subtraction here. You've got to dump some salary. You've got to get rid of older guys that are not going to get you to where you're trying to go. And then wean out what young guys are worth it to you. I've seen some. That's a part to me that I get excited about because there are guys that have shown up and they've done a good job. And so that's that's high hopes for the future. But there's still a lot of work to do. And I know they're going to try to do that. I was yeah. watching that Forrester kid last night, and, and I like him a lot. He's, mm-hmm. he's uh, It looks like he's, he's hungry. He's really Fat. They even used him in the shootout, which he didn't score. But, you know, the fact that uh, they threw him out in the shootout, that's a vote of confidence. There, there's no doubt. And there's a lot of guys you have to try to see what they're worth. And, and, and to have a look and, and see when those minutes are meaningful, what do those kids look like? And, you know, I was talking to a parent, I think, the other day about his, his young guy, 17. And I said, you know what? You can't control any of the things that go on with how you know, uh, you're recruited. And he's trying to go to college. And it's a, it's different routes for everything, say, sport. And I've been through it both myself and with my kids. And I just said, you have to have the fortitude to understand, you know, knowing your own kid, knowing your abilities, but also understanding that when you're playing, there's going to be people watching and you got to be at the top of your right. game. And that's like that in the NHL now, too. There's so many moving parts and moving pieces because there's a lot of guys you could plug and play at any spot now, especially in the depth spots, because there's not a lot of separation between the talent. We'll talk a little bit more about the team in a second, but I do want to mention this. And one of the reasons you're here is the Flyers Charities uh, Carnivals this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, this this event's been going on for a while. It was called the Flyers Wives Carnival. Um, this has been going on for the longest. I, this is one of the, thing, uh, the events that I see as... Uh, the Flyers standing out amongst other yeah. teams in the NHL. You guys, this if you want to get up close and personal to the team, this is the this event is to go to. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no doubt. And this is something to me, guys, that has been a, a, like, my first year, I didn't even know what it was. And they're like, hey, be at the Carnival Sunday. So everyone just, you know, we show up at the Spectrum that year. Yeah. And, and every year since, I've just w- was completely wowed by the experience. Uh, it it raised money. It was a way for the fans right to get right next to your favorite player mm-hmm. uh, to see what what hockey players are about. And I think a lot of that is is uh, reverberated 
uh, through the entire community. People say, hey, you know, hockey players are good guys. And I think in Philadelphia, a lot of that had to do with the Flyers' wise carnival. I think social media has taken a little bit out of that because, you know, you can go look at pictures of your favorite players so quickly. Still, right. it's, not, it's not like and that, yeah. this this event promotes you being right next to them, being able to chat, being able to interact. And, and, yeah. and there's not – I don't think there's anything that's – Similar. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of, of, of charity-minded athletes in the city, but this is this by its construct is putting you right, yeah. right in them. There's not usually a whole team event right. that any yeah. of the other teams do. And the player, the players love it. We understand it. It really is a bond, I think, between the Flyers and the community, and that's what's made it, I think, more special than just about any other event. A lot of teams have tried to mimic it over the years, guys. Right. Um, and, but nobody's really been able to do what what the Flyers, as I said, Flyers Wise Carnival at one time, the Flyers right. Carnival now, Charities Carnival. Um, but it's been a, it's been a staple in this community, and I'm really glad that it's going to be back. Um, it's it's always to me been a link to the past of this team, and it's something that I think that's kind of kept this organization glued for many years to the community. I agree. So it's coming this Sunday at 11 a.m. You can get tickets at Wells Fargo Center.com. We have a couple of to give away, actually. Nice. We have a couple pairs of passes. Awesome. Uh, so I'd like to take uh, callers 15 and 16, and we will give you a family four-pack of tickets for the event. And by the way, it's 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at uh, the Wells Fargo Center. They're going to have an indoor Ferris wheel. You get to take shots on goal. That's the thing that everybody wants to do is take the shots on goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, locker room tour and a whole bunch more. And proceeds are going to benefit uh, Flyers Charities, uh, which, by the way, uh, there's uh, a variety of different events besides that, but the uh, the uh, the money goes to cancer research uh, and uh, people, uh, families impacted, I'm sorry, by cancer. Um, and also, it, it invests in another thing, the game of hockey, investing in sustainability, environmental responsibility, stuff like that. So it's a really cool, all-encompassing uh, charity event. So that is... This Sunday, so we'll take those caller now, uh, callers now, and we will give you tickets. And then I wanted to take this opportunity to mention something else, which is really cool. And it is, it's going to be next Tuesday. Uh, the Flyers are going to be playing uh, the Canadiens, and they're doing Pearl Jam Night. Whoa. Yeah, which is awesome. And we are going to be there. Me and Steve will be there. Nick, are you going to the oh, event? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're going to do some uh, tickets in a suite. We're going to have our own suite, and we're going to give away tickets for you to come and join us and hang out for the game. And they've made a special T-shirt for the night, uh, and it's a gritty-themed shirt. In fact, uh, what is it called? The Grit Man Stick Man <laughs> T-shirt. And everybody who purchases a ticket through the special link will get a Grit Man Stick Man T-shirt at the game. I love it. And this is in conjunction with the, the 10 Club, yeah. uh, the, the Pearl Jam uh, fan club. And the 10 sellouts. It's really funny to me because I follow... Uh Flyers on social media and Pearl Jam on social media, and they're both putting out these messages. This is like an official Pearl Jam sanctioned event with the Philadelphia Flyers, and yeah, uh, yeah it's Tuesday night. So we'll do some giveaways uh, in a little bit uh, with that. Hey, I wanted to ask you something, uh, Chris, about because uh, you mentioned Danny Briere a moment ago, um, and he had uh, some unfortunate press that, that came along with his son. Uh, we, yeah. we talked about this on the air. Uh, no fault to him whatsoever. But when when stuff like that happens as a professional athlete where you personally have no control over it and all of a sudden it happens, it gets out. And, of course, you mentioned the social media age that we're in right now where things can take off like wildfire. Yeah, and they did. What what are the protocols of handling something like that, you know? Yeah, that's that's one where you think you just got to kind of eat your own crow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, things happen. Kids, yeah. kids yeah. and people uh, even if they're 24 or 18, yeah. they do dumb things. Yeah, I try to talk to my four kids about making right decisions and right calls. And, um, uh, uh, you know, sometimes the message still doesn't get through, unfortunately. But, 
Does the organization, uh, are they able to look past that and go, look, it's, you know. I think it's not him. I think it's a cringeworthy moment. Yeah. Um, for I mean, If that was my kid, I'd be like, well, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I, I mean, I mean, that's just being straight up. I yeah. mean, and my, I'm sure my kids have done dumb stuff. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yep. Um, you know, they all have. But that, that's that's part of it. It, it's an unfortunate <laughs> situation, guys, because to me, the Danny Breer, I know it's not, that doesn't reflect. The person that yeah. I've gotten to know, so. yeah, and he didn't do it. He's a great guy, and, and I'm sure the I'm sure his son is a good guy. Made a dumb. We all do dumb things. I mean, but but to that but to that point, we you know we talk. We were just talking about this yesterday, uh, Preston, about how you know we have the show, we have the thing that exists here every morning, and then out in the community, how are you with other people? Because you are your life, whether you like it or not, is an extension of your job every day and you're interacting with people and how you conduct yourself and how family members conduct themselves whether they like it or not they get caught up in it yeah i mean it, he's not martin sheen yeah so he doesn't right. have to deal with that yeah, right right yeah i mean the way, the, uh, what, I, what i said about on the air was was along the lines of uh, so you know it, you, you try to say to the public look he was he's being a dumb kid he did something really stupid and uh he apologized and then you turn around to the kid and go why are you being such a dumb kid? Yeah. What did you do? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's just a tough position. Yeah, and he's an old, and he's an older college kid too. Yeah. You know? So I again, when when there's again, case I say this, when alcohol is yeah. involved, yeah. Yeah, in situations like that, no matter how old you are, mm-hmm. I have done dumb stuff in my thirties. Mm-hmm. I no longer do dumb stuff, but it's happened because I've been influenced by the wrong side it, of things. Absolutely, it exacerbates the issue. Yes. But when he finally gets his diploma when he's thirty, he will be very. <laughs> <laughs> he should be well on his way. <laughs> wow. But, you know, it, it's it's stuff like when, when that story popped up, we were just like, oh, no, that's... <laughs> Makes you cringe. It, well, I mean, they're already having a, a difficult season. Yeah. Uh, Danny's been put in a temporary position in, in the GM slot. It was and his first week on the job. Like I know. Yeah. Uh, they were like, oh, sucks. no, man. Yeah. But, you know, You could have said, I don't know that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I am unaware. But sometimes yeah. it, when it rains, it pours, Absolutely. as they say. But... Uh, I also wanted to ask you, Chris came in, and uh, when he walked in the studio, Casey had asked him if he had a haircut, and he, and he said no, <laughs> and we started talking about hair. I asked uh, I asked him if he had ever had a mullet, and you said, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, fa- famous mullet, but none better but than. We agreed Yarmir Yager had the greatest oh, yeah. mullet in NHL history. He had the greatest mullet. I mean, he'd been working on that thing since he was, like, six. Right. <laughs> you know, he was like, I'm going to be a star in that league someday, and I'm going to start my mullet right now. Uh, so I saw this article, Chris, where uh, he's still playing. He's running this league in yep. the Czech Republic. He's 51 years old. Um, I always thought it was a mistake that the Flyers let him go. They, they, you know, he was only here for a season, and then they offered him a contract that wasn't enough, and, and he ended up going elsewhere. He's, you know, he's definitely a leader. He was the first one in the gym. Um, but then you said you had a Yager story. Yeah, it was actually, well, you know, I mean, so I, I covered him. I covered him as I played, but I also, when I was broadcasting, he was there for the year that I do radio. And we actually, he'd sometimes run stuff by me, just as a former player, because right. he maybe found it easier to talk. And and some nights he'd be getting ready, and I'd go down and do like a radio, get ready to do a radio interview, and I'd walk by him, and I'd say, don't worry, kid. <laughs> kid, I'd say, I'm not out there tonight. <laughs> and he'd just start laughing and stuff. He was he was a pretty good guy about it. You know, we had fun. But You, um, you, you could manhandle him a little bit? I, I mean, I, I yeah. certainly I would say most people say I've made, a, I've made a, a good household name in Philly playing against Yager over the yeah, years. I mean, yeah. I, 
there was nights like we thought I'd have a bad. I just never had a bad game against him. I was ready to go. He was a big guy, right? Uh, and we and we used to team up. It wasn't one guy. I always tell people that you have to have a good center, like a big center. We had Primo, Lindros, right, and right, Desjardins. He just happened to be the right side, and I was a left defenseman, so it was a head to head. You know, every game, and they're in the division with us. Was there anybody in your career that? Um that intimidated you, not not physically, but I mean by their skill of play, like a forward, like who was so you know so good, like um, uh, I mean you know the, the greatest of the greats, anybody, Gretzky, Gretzky yeah, I, or, or well, I've never been in more awe of anybody than when I was on the ice with Gretzky for the yeah. first time, and I think that happens with a lot of like I mean I was literally like seven years old watching him dominate, and here I am like wow, I'm in the NHL playing against them, yeah, surreal. Um, I think anybody to tell you they weren't intimidated by something in pro sports would be lying to you. There's players, sure, going into games where you knew that either, you know, they had abundance of toughness and fighters in the other team and uh, like a Bob Probert and Joe Kosher together in, in Detroit that uh, makes, you know, can scare anybody. But but there were players that just had so much talent playing against them. You had to be prepared. Peter Forsberg, Joe Sackick. Yeah. Uh, you know, I graduated kind of at the end of his career. Uh, Yager was another amazing talent. There's a there's a lot of great players. Uh, if, if you're a kid heading out on the ice now, I was watching uh, the Oilers game the other night, and it went into overtime, and it was uh, Connor McDavid and Drysidle, and uh, McDavid he scored his 60th goal of the season. And I'm sitting there watching the game, and I can't imagine what it'd be like to be out on the ice against that, especially in overtime when it's three on three. He's just so much faster than everybody else, yeah. and he just makes amazing plays. And you know, he's a generational talent that probably followed Crosby uh, in terms of where it was. And and Crosby's done his job, his part. You know, looks like they, I don't know if they won last night, but they they were kind of in a in a real battle too for eighth. So that could be a kind of a changing of the guard. But I, I would they, imagine been great. So I would imagine that if you're going up against someone who has, you know, he's got the skills, he's just like awestruck. Uh, th- there's a little bit of comfort to the professionalism of that kind of player. I would think the player you might be, as you were saying, more more leery of is the one who's trying to make a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it is is more of a wild card. There is a lot of different type of guys I think we play that we don't see as much anymore. There were guys, I don't think anybody was truly afraid of the actual fighters because they were lined up. You know, there was always like kind of a matchup for both sides. Right. But it was a guy that would just like maybe randomly want to cross check you in the mouth for no good reason yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're the kind of guys that you're like, eh, maybe you want to watch out for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the stuff. But that didn't happen a lot. I mean, that's how the pol- the players, I think, policed themselves a little bit more back in, in that day. The game is now more of a skilled focus. Right. Uh, and, yep. and we get to see a lot of that on display. I mean, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, which is a feeder league to the NHL and the American League, they, they're getting rid of fighting uh, completely. Really? Yeah, so that, that's going to be interesting, and it'll yeah. be interesting to see how that... that um, it's, re- it's reduced dramatically. It, it is. Well, but it's still... What, what's, their, what's their plan to handle uh, if, you, if you do fight? That's a great... That's a really, like really automatic quick, game suspensions, I, or... I think it might be more than that. Whoa. I mean... I think Quebec's been teetering around it for a while because they had the half shields and they went. I think they had full shields for a while. Um, it's just the culture of the games change. I mean, there's guys I used to play that were. I mean, they were professional fighters playing yes. in the NHL. Like, I mean, and, sure, yeah, yeah. And I'm involved in a, in a thing now. I'm a broadcaster for a group called Ice Force. It's all it is is hockey fights. We've yeah, had yeah. two pay per views. Wow. It's insane. <laughs> but talking to these guys, none of them were NHL caliber guys, but they. There's a culture behind the fighting, and they love it. Yeah, and they're best friends, all of them. And I'm like, uh, what? You know, <laughs> great to call it. Like yeah. it's fun to watch. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, it, well, maybe some on ice therapy yeah. immediately after. Yeah. So are you, um, are you yeah. guys lacing up the skates a week from tomorrow with uh, prop and Headstrong Foundation? Headstrong Foundation. So I have a, I have a little bit of a groin issue. I'm not going to lie, I'm, um, and I'm 
It's too huge, right? <laughs> I, I just, I, I was told that it could be worse. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, because I love proper and, I, right. and I've been invited to this, and, and I, don't, I love doing these charity things, I'm going to try to get out there. But if you're expecting... Well, it's not like you expect me to get much faster anyway. It's, uh, uh, I may hobble around out All there, right. guys, just just for charity. But it is, cool. it's a great thing. It's at Aston. It's at noon ah. at the um, Iceworks, uh, Iceworks yeah. Arena at noon. And, and there's some other guys come out. Uh, you know, uh, Brian um, Brian Prof's doing it. Riley Cote, Doug Crossman, oh, cool. amongst others. So yeah, those good guys. Yeah, some really good guys. I want to ask, uh, Chris, uh, Casey and I were talking uh, last week. We went down to spring training uh, with the Phils. And we were talking to uh, a guy who had worked his way up and uh, is working his way up in the minors in Delaware County, and about the the elite nature of getting to the professional level, to the to the top level of of any sport, whether it be you know basketball, football, hockey, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the amount of talent you need to make it all the way that far is so the amount of people that try versus the amount of people who make it is, right. is incredible. Um, and when you get to that level, and I'm going to use this as an example, um, you know you you have to be firing on all cylinders all the time. And we just had, like, uh, Reese Hoskins had this uh, ACL uh, issue. He's going to have surgery. He's going to have maybe a season-ending thing. And I would think that if you're at that level, like, you're teetering right on the edge of of pushing your body as far as it possibly can. And an injury, like, that's got to be a complete fear of yours. That this is like, can I come back and perform the way I used to? Yeah, especially when you played a few years, right? Because yeah. that, that crawls in. So you know, and as you get older, it's harder to come back. So, yeah, I mean, there's a real, you know, there's there's such a drive and such a focus in the athletes. It's something that I talk about a lot, and what I'm doing now is, you know, what is the cost of that? You know, what did that what did that put me? I've you know, I've talked about my alcohol use disorder and what that means. But when you get an injury and the pressures come about, no matter how much you're making or whatever your contract is, there's still that uh, you know the part of the personal satisfaction, the fulfillment of yourself. So right. you know, there's one thing getting there. It's another thing staying there. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys get the one game or two game stints, but it's then building a career yes. and staying in that spot so long. And there's mounted added pressures in that. And that's. You know, I didn't want to shift the gears over to it, but that for me, that's something that I'm really, really trying to uh, exact in athletes and getting out there, talking to different communities about you know pressures, things that we uh, onuses we put on ourselves, and um, what that does to us, and what that can do to us, and what that journey of, of, of professional hockey, the great things that happen to it, what price did I pay for that through yeah. that journey? Yeah. And so you know, that was addiction, that was drinking, uh, and now. You know, outside of, of the little bit of hockey stuff I do, that is all I do in the area is, is I try to help people struggling with addiction. Real quick, do you think that took any years off of your career? Absolutely. How many do you wow. think if you had to? I mean, I was I could skate. I was big. I mean, probably four or five years. Wow. Yeah, I could have kept playing. I, I, the no way kidding. that league was going, yeah, absolutely. I didn't think so initially. And then there's other people that said, well, you know, when someone drank, does that make change the way you play? It's an, it's a, It's really interesting. To look at both sides of it, because I heard Keith Jones saying, you know, I think drinking impacted guys that played. And he said, you know what? It might actually, you don't know. Uh-huh. It might have helped guys. But you just, there. it's weird. It's it, The NHL was a different type of thing. It was more of a drinking league at one time. Mm-hmm. And then they went through like everyone else, the pills. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the late 90s yeah. and the early 2000s. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, you know, I really want to get into the future. But let's just say one thing. I know one thing. Every single professional sports league has a, an addiction issue of some kind. Not on a grand scale. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's there. Sure. And it always will be. And it's.
There's always need somebody who's going to be have to be there to step up for them. Mm-hmm. I think about this a lot, you know, especially when kids enter the league. They really are. They can be 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, and uh, they are thrust into fame. Uh, they These are interesting problems to have, right? Mm-hmm. And, and people look at them and they think, oh, my God, as a professional athlete, why should we feel sorry for this person? But they, they have uh, issues that... They have to deal with it at a very young age, including drugs and alcohol, including mm-hmm. how to manage their money, including glommers on and, and all sorts of things. Do you talk specifically to younger players as they're entering the league? I talk to kids with education stuff. I mean, I've done a ton in this area and I didn't I never thought three uh, thought three years ago when I got out of hockey officially for the broadcasting that this would be where I'm at today in, in the addiction and recovery community in Philadelphia. I mean, it's been a, it's been an unbelievable journey, and I've met some incredible people. And every time I have a chance to talk to somebody, to try to make a difference in their lives, uh, it's impactful to me. You know, knowing that I'm doing it. But yeah, a lot of young people to me is a huge education part mm-hmm. of it. Uh, but there's so many companies now. There's so much, pe- so many people struggling with addiction, yeah. struggling with mental health. That's another part of this that I, I think people just have to understand that that to lose the stigma of it is the best thing, right? Because there's a lot of people dealing with a lot of stuff, and that and that's the part you said too. You don't know. Yeah. You know, you just don't know. Nobody would have known that I had to drink at times to get through the day, right? Just to physically get through the day. Well, makes me sick to think like that's how it used to be. But I also try to let people know that if you're feeling like that, there is a way out of it. Yeah. Excellent. And you're, and you're, doing, you're doing the right thing by, like you said, ending the stigma, getting it out there, saying that we're, you know, uh, normal people, regular people, people who feel like they're superheroes even yeah. have these problems. And, and so. that's why I use the play in my name. I'm, or it's still, still in development, but I, I created a site called Bundy Recovery. And really that will, when we go live with that, it'll give people a lot easier access to be able to uh, to reach out to me on a, on a platform. Uh, and when I get phone calls, guys, random text sometimes, I call every single person back and awesome. share part of a story. Take you're paying to, it forward. Yeah, yeah, to get them into treatment. There's a Philadelphia's amazing treatment centers. I'm part of a lot of them, but... Uh, that's what I do now, and something I'm probably most proud of in my life. Love Excellent. It. All right. Are you going to be at the uh, charity this weekend? Absolutely. I will Carmel. be representing Snow the Goalie, our podcast, uh, which <laughs> yeah. is, uh, uh, yeah, and we're going to be doing some interviews. We apparently might even have, uh, we might even have Valerie Camillo join us. He's, uh, you know, president of the Flyers. Uh, that's been a great experience, guys. The building itself. Just put the team aside just some nights where it hasn't been great. The building experience down at the Wells Fargo Center from the business, they have really gotten back to the past. I love going down to games, and I've enjoyed every single time I've been down there. It's great. We're going to be down there. And if you want to reach out to Chris, you can do it at BundyRecovery at ChrisTarian.com. Yep. Uh, and you can uh, you can reach out to him. So yeah, this uh, this Sunday at 11 a.m. is when this starts at the uh, Flyers Charities Carnival. Uh, tickets available at Wells Fargo Center Philly And I would like to give away right now a pair of tickets to join us, the Preston and Steve Show, next Tuesday in a suite yes! at the Flyers game Whoa. for Pearl Jam night. Nice, awesome. And we'll take well, we got to take caller ten, right? Yeah, Two one five two six three WMMR. We will set you up, and we'll have more of those uh, to give away later on in next week. Chris, Chris Terrian, thank yeah. you for being here. Guys. Thanks so much, guys. It is great to best. see you. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment, and uh, Arlingan Mitra will be joining us at uh, Punchline this weekend. Stay put. Throughout all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you. Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding.
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Performing at Punchline Philly tonight and tomorrow. Our next guest will be having shows at 7.39.45 each evening. You can go to punchlinephilly.com to get tickets for a Lingen Mitra who is here with us. This morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. I didn't expect the applause. <laughs> you get the full treatment yeah, here. Yeah. You're used to that. You're, you know, yeah, yeah. Stage, just, right? Not in a room. Yeah. Not in a casual conversation, which is a small group of people. Um, I read you're from uh, Worcester, Massachusetts? Yeah, I grew up in Worcester, um, Central Mass, yes. Okay. Never never been there. The, the I've only been to Boston on, on a couple of occasions, but you went to Harvard as well, so you're Yeah, a lot, well of, a lot, of, a lot of Massachusetts roots. Yeah, I feel like. People go to Worcester, but it's the stories they tell me normally aren't good. When they're like, "Oh, I've been to Worcester," and then it's like, "I got beat up at the Palladium." <laughs> but you're proud of your Worcester, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like family. It's... You don't mind if like people from Worcester make fun of Worcester. It's like when people from outside of Worcester. Make fun I of get Worcester. that. Is yeah. Conan O'Brien from who's who's from Worcester? Co- Conan has roots in Worcester yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, so the, the Harvard thing. Yes. Okay. So you you went to academies growing up, and you end up in Harvard. And the Harvard Lampoon has always been something I've been fascinated with, mm-hmm. and and you know Conan wrote you know for the Harvard Lampoon as well. Yeah. yeah. So so it, you have a pedigree of writers. Are a lot of the people there directly focused in, in on becoming comedy writers, or can you just simply be attending the school for another major? Yeah. Without any designs on entertainment and be part of that? No, no, no. I I mean most of the most of the people who go would have the, to be right. Well, most of the people who go there are, are, are doing comedy writing as kind of a, a fun thing, as a hobby, and, right. and that's what the like. It's just a club, basically. But uh, what you find out is that a lot of people who are uh, a part of the club end up writing for TV, end up doing comedy professionally, and so you kind of start getting into the system a little bit. Yeah. It's sort of a weird dynamic because there will there are shows that will look to call writers from the Harvard Lampoon, mm-hmm. yes, and yet yeah. and I always wondered like. Would somebody go to the great lengths of becoming a Harvard student just simply to, to gain access to the lampoon? I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I like. I was so naive. I had no idea that there was like even the the Harvard lampoon existed. My roommate, who was he, his like parents went to Harvard. He went and he was like, I'm getting on the lampoon. I'm going to try to pr- pursue writing. Wow. Like he was. He was much. And he ended up like writing for Family Guy. Like he, he ended up being like a very oh, successful no comedy writer. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, do you did you know? Uh, going in there that you were like major wise do you did you know where you were going and, and you were going to be on that side of things or did you go yeah. in where like oh I'm going to be a doctor or... yeah no I wish I wish I had a little bit more uh, sense of what I was doing when I was in college basically when I was in high school I used to study a lot and I was like all right I, it'll be good to get into a good college and that's when I got into college I was like I think I, I think I did it already so. <laughs> yeah. were you psychology and economics I studied psychology and economics yeah a- and so was that a double major or a major and a minor it was a major in psychology minor and economics okay right, that's, yeah. a, that's a that's a low of studying, especially at Harvard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people. The, the hard, the hard part is getting in a lot of the time, and then once you're in, you, you, I mean, you got to study, but it, it's not as rigorous as I think people think it is. So the big secret it's, is that it's actually really easy. Don't tell anyone. Well, I guess I'm telling everybody. But yeah. <laughs> it's college. In, in college, yeah, it's has, still college. Yeah. has workloads and, you know, you have to do your work and show up to class and all that. What other, did you apply to any other Ivy League schools? No, I didn't. But that's not me being cocky. I just applied early. I got in early. And then. Is that the only one you applied to? Yeah, so at the time, you could only really apply early to one school, mm-hmm. and so I, I applied early to Harvard. I got in. And, and you're then, in Worcester, so you're right there. And then I was right there. Yeah. I was thinking about applying to others. Like, again, I just, once I got in, I became such a, like, a, I became very lazy, so 
So I just senioritis. Yeah, senioritis yeah. is like totally normal, and yeah. you know. But I then that senioritis that. is carried through to college as well. <laughs> it's just <laughs> you're driving your life. But yeah. and, and reading some interviews uh, with you, and you you um you weren't like aggressive. I got to take the stage, and it's in my blood. You just kind of got exposed to it and started to like it and, and build it, sort of. You know, incrementally. Would that be a correct assessment? Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. I like I was doing basically out of college I was doing kind of a consulting stuff that wasn't very fulfilling, but I always had like this interest in stand up, so I just started doing open mics in the scene just to kind of get that creative outlet. Yeah. And then uh, then the momentum just picked up. What where's your where's your favorite place to find humor in, in the world? And uh not not physically, but do you know what I mean? In uh in the world? Yeah, like I mean, like just, where do I what would like, I draw? What what <sighs> How do I explain it? What this? drives your comedy? Because yeah, you, 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 you. you do observation, you do some political. Yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of runs a spectrum. I've got like political, observational, cultural stuff. I think the stuff that I enjoy doing is the stuff that is a little bit uncomfortable for people. Yeah. But becomes palatable as you're doing it. That's that's like the sweet spot, but it's a it's a tricky kind of tight road. Well you don't want to disenfranchise an audience, but you but you also you vote for the Daily Show. Yes. And the Daily Show kind of specializes in a little bit of that. Yeah, I think well sometimes. I feel like the Daily Show can also it it's you know, it's pretty left leaning, so you are a little bit of preaching to the choir. Like I don't think they're they're taking on like right talking points that much. <laughs> right, that's that's for sure. But it is, it is interesting. I want to ask you because, um, and, and this is going to seem rather superficial, yeah. but pictures of you, you know, in the you know earlier on in your career, yeah. you had sort of a button down, sort of comedic look. And when did the hair? You have longer hair now. Yeah, was that was that a statement? Was that laziness <laughs> as you spoke of before? Or? It was. Uh, it was a little bit of the pandemic. Okay, uh, where I just wasn't going to get a haircut at the time, <laughs> and then it just kept growing out, and now it is what it is. I was going to basically there was like there's a charity what, Locks for Love where yes. you, can, you could yeah. do. Oh. Kathy, yeah. do, Kathy, Kathy does. Uh, do an event. Yeah, we donate to wigs for kids. It's similar. Oh, it's a, okay. It's actually a better charity than Locks for Love. Okay. <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking into doing it, oh, I didn't realize there was a. Yeah, a okay, war. I will. I'll, I'll follow. We'll talk offline. Yeah, no, because I, I yeah, basically I was going to do Locks for Love, and then somebody told me that like they they had some requirements and that they had paused or whatever it was. So then I didn't even know what I was doing anymore. I just have kept growing it out <laughs> since. My, All right, I'm committed I, now. I have relatively long hair. It's probably the longest I've had it in my life, and it's totally pandemic related. Pandemic, right? Yeah, and and it was just uh, the fear of going to the barber's shop initially, and then just laziness post that. Yeah, yeah. Plus, plus you're you were hidden during the time where like yeah. there's like a middle stage where you should get it cut. Yes, and during the pandemic. <laughs> It was hidden. Yeah, one hundred percent. In December of twenty twenty, I was in that terrible middle stage, mm-hmm. and it looked awful. But you didn't have to see that many people. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had a mullet for a good chunk of <laughs> yeah. the pandemic, where I was wow. just in a basement. So I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah, have to go through that. By the way, not only long hair. I was looking at a picture over here just a second ago. You have a long tongue too. <laughs> okay. Is that a pandemic yeah. thing as well? Yeah, yeah they grew out. Everything grew out. Yeah, but there was a picture of you sticking your tongue, and I'm like, damn. That's and I should have worked on yeah. my I should have worked on my penis. I, I didn't, so I didn't know that until I posted it and people commented that. And I yeah I didn't I didn't know that that's unusual. <laughs> like I, I guess I don't stick my tongue out that often. I guess in not. Pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Wait, the same thing happened to me. I thought everybody could uh, touch their nose with their tongue, and yeah. then I, someone was like, "No, I can't even come close to doing that." I'm like, "Oh, you can." Yeah, it's like a superpower. Now. <laughs> you're yeah. Yeah, 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 you're yeah. gifted. Uh, so your parents, um, uh, the uh, tax 
and financial consulting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my, my dad came to the country as a as a scientist, but then became a tax consultant. Well, that's got to be good to have you there. I want your money is, is oh. you know, I assume he's your accountant. He's my, he's my yeah. accountant. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. Or else he'd be pissed off. Right. But do they have, when you, so I, I'm, we're always fascinated by this as well. Mm-hmm. When you have something, you're actually, you were saying at, at your job initially, and you were working within their company, mm-hmm. uh, that um, you were the sort of button-down one, and they were the ones tearing it up and having fun. Yeah, yeah, I just, I think, like, I'm normally not, like, the, in the in the family circle, I'm the quiet one. Like, okay. when, when I started doing stand-up, people were surprised that I even speak. It was not even <laughs> that I'm funny, it was that I speak. Was it, was it a tough sell to them, or were they all, uh, if they if they have sort of a, uh, a, sort of a, a good sense of humor, was it, okay, give that a shot, or did you have to really make a case for doing it. I got lucky. My parents are from India, and I think generally if you have Indian parents, they're not going to be supportive of you pursuing something artistic. But my parents, my dad in particular, wanted to pursue something artistic growing up, couldn't because he's from India. Right. So when he came to the country, he was like, "Let's, if you want to pursue something that's artistic, that's the reason we came here, so you could pursue some other things. That's right. awesome. Yeah, I got very lucky that Good way. Good for you. Are yeah. you uh, naturally an introvert and uh, can be the, an extrovert on stage? I don't think so. I think, I, I think I'm... I'm 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 around like two people. I'm extroverted, mm. and then once you get to like four people, I'm not. But then once you get to like fifty people, I, I'm I am again. So okay, I don't, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Does it, does uh, your stand up uh, make your parents laugh? Do they get a kick out of it? I think so. I think they again. They're just like they're just blown away <laughs> at seeing me perform. <laughs> that they don't even process the jokes at the time. They're like, oh, this is my son on stage. Like right. it's just very bizarre to them. <laughs> the shut in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. uh, that it's it's funny. Yeah, sometimes it can, it can catch you uh, catch you off guard with that. Right. So um, I, I wanted to ask you, and I and I always ask because in the way the Oscars, um, the movie RRR, and you speak about being you know. Indian mm-hmm. um, and Bollywood, and, and there there is a huge now appreciation in the United States for it's always existed at some level or another, but now it's kind of off the charts due to that movie mm-hmm. uh, in per se. Uh, and yet, I saw an article that said within India, um, it's they're not as crazy jazzed for the. And I don't know if that's accurate. Do you think yeah. that's an I- accurate or inaccurate that at home it's not as revered as it is in other countries? Um. I, I, I think the difference is we don't have as much here. So anything that comes out that kind of hits, we have to be kind of like, oh, this is awesome about. Uh, uh, and so, like, you, you can't really, like, if you are critical of something and it has, like, a lot of, like, South Asian people in it, if you're South Asian, you seem kind of, like, traitorous. Whereas if you're if everything around you is South Asian, then you're not really commenting on it being South Asian. You're just commenting it as a work of art. I see what you're saying. So yeah. I, think, I think there's an element of that. Um, um, but Bollywood, I mean, it, it is huge, it's even insane. in India. Yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing what what comes out of there. And, and and if you do, if you do like years before that, I got turned on to you know the uh, Hong Kong cinema and, and Ringo Lam and Jackie Chan, and to, to check out other movies and other you know, cultures generating pretty kick ass yeah. genre stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's just off the charts productions totally. coming out of uh, India. It's it's amazing. Does acting hold any appeal to you? Uh, I, I would, if I was good at it, <laughs> every time, every time I, I, I go in for a role or something like that, I feel like the people on the other side of it are like, how dare you? <laughs> you know what I, I feel like we, we need yeah. better uh, acting is when you have a, a movie that was created, uh, somewhere else in another country. Cause I see it on like Netflix all the time. 
is when they dub it over. The the acting in the dub over is not as good. Mm, and, and we need I, better dub actors. We need, and I was yeah. like, I might be able to do this. <laughs> I might be able to be a you dub know what? actor. I'll tell you when you get so, where there's a movie where it happened where they were able to nail it because I think the actors were bilingual. Oh. Spoot, Wolfgang Peterson, submarine movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always prefer the subtitles. I, yeah, I think I think I do too. Yeah, I don't think I ever ever really gone in the dub route. I was her. Yeah, I, I, it's with sub over dub or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The problem is I don't read too fast. <laughs> I'm not a pretty good. I'm not too good. I don't read, so read, good. Good. I don't read no good. Yeah. So by the way, my daughter is going on a uh, college tour in Worcester oh. uh, in like just a couple of weeks. So she's yeah. checking out Holy Cross. Sure. And Can Clark. she mention you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> drop and, my name. They won't let her in. <laughs> and Clark as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, Worcester's got a big, uh, big college town. Ho- Holy Cross is beautiful. Okay, yeah. they have. See, she's in, into the arts and stuff like that. I don't know if they have good arts programs there. Mm, I, I don't know. Yeah. So Harvard is known for like a, you know the writers, comedy writers come from Harvard, and then Yale is more like on the theatrical side, right? Yeah, Yale has I think a theater school. Like people go to graduate school for theater there, and they just have a great program. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, I was going to say I uh, I went to Harvard, by the way. Ah. Yeah, twice. Uh-huh. Twice. Uh, the gift shop. <laughs> I, got a, I got a sweatshirt that paid for itself a, a day later. Hey, yeah, to that point, is that is that if you if you've actually gone to Harvard, is that like stolen valor when someone gets, when somebody says yeah, they went there? Or just wearing wearing the oh, and they're walking around with a shirt. I don't. I don't care. You wear the shirt. Casey yeah. got he got something out of it. Yeah. yeah. So the sweatshirt I think cost forty nine dollars. Okay. And then the very <laughs> next day, I had to our uh, we were flying home. Our flight got canceled, so I had to go down to the rental car place. And there, there was a guy who was standing behind in line who saw my Harvard sweatshirt <laughs> and gave me his corporate code. Oh my! The rent a car saved me a hundred dollars on yes. my rent a car, and my and the sweatshirt paid for itself. What did he think was going to happen? He, well, he, he thought he was helping out a fellow. Uh, uh, he and I were both wearing yellow sneakers, and uh, I go, I go, is this because I'm, we're both wearing yellow sneakers? He goes, no, I went to Harvard, too. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think and it was much to go. When he offered you that, you were actually playing with mud, <laughs> yeah. which was uh, uh, the bottom it, of a stick. It's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, listen, um, Lincoln, have you uh, have you played the Philly crowd for? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we had we had one show last night, and that, actually, I was here, man, end of twenty twenty uh, yeah. as well. But that's when like one of the variants hit, so we, the shows were basically like nobody was able to come out at that point. All right, well, you yeah. should have a nice crowd uh, this weekend. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, excellent. So, by the way, Lincoln is going to be performing at Punchline uh, tonight, tomorrow. There are shows each night, seven thirty and nine forty five, and you can get tickets at Punchline. Philly.com. Uh, have a great rest of time here in Philadelphia. And thank thanks you. for coming by. Of course. Point. No, thank you guys. It's you a pleasure. It's here for Alingan Mitra oh, yeah. on the President's Seat Show. We'll take a break and we'll come right back. Stay with us. Has your busted bracket turned this month into March sadness? Well, this weekend on MMR, all your picks are winners with our slam dunk block party. We'll pick two from your favorite MMR, then alley-oop it to you to take it to the hole with your request for song three. So keep our number handy, 215-263-WMMR, or text us with your name, Vine Village, and song pick at 3933. Because even if you're out of the office basketball pool, you're still a top contender with our slam dunk fill in the block party weekend on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. You still have your chance to win. Not yet. Universal Orlando Resorts, the trip. I'm hanging on to it for just a little bit longer because...
We have a few other things to give away, and because Kathy demanded that we play this game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what are we Kathy playing? Kathy, guess what Kathy wants? We are going to play Yes or No! Yeah! <laughs> I wish I could curse right now. Don't we have Don't we have an intro for this? Uh, you know oh, what? yeah, we do. I think yeah. we used to have, like, an intro uh, for this. Uh, so, 215-263-WMMR. And listen, we got good stuff to give away to do yeah. for, for yes or no. Hey, are we and, allowing a phone-a-friend on this one or no? Uh, wow. I, it, it's it's going to be too, too difficult to, right. uh, to patch that in. But listen, we've got, within the yes or no stack of prizes... <laughs> We have some Adam Sandler tickets. What? It has its own Stacko prizes. Yeah, 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 I didn't know that. Stacko prizes. That's cool. We we have some Adam Sandler tickets in there. Oh. All right. Uh, which that show is going to be Friday, April fourteenth, Wells Fargo Center. So that is awesome. We also have uh, some beer, juiced to Jupiter Tangerine IPA. Oh. Uh, that's from Fatheads. Uh, we have oh. Ooh. Oh, we have a pair of passes to join the Preston and Steve show in the Flyers Suite next Tuesday. Nice. And we also uh, have tickets to Stravros Hill. Oh man, Hill yes, Stravros. Hill yes, yeah. Stravros Hill yes, comedian uh, who's going to be at the Met on November fourth. And tickets go just went on uh, this morning. Actually, they're going to see on about fifteen minutes. We're extraordinarily good, but you need you need the kind of. You need to make people work for it. That's why this yep. contest we're going to play. It's just is. weird that you guys like still think it's funny. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shut up. Well, listen. I don't. We have to use this as a barometer because there's a very narrow thing that you exist in, and it might be a little too myopic. <laughs> Children falling down, and uh, what, what are the what? Is, what Oh, uh, and saying things simultaneously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kathy, I don't know if it's <laughs> funny or just fun, but we're just having fun. It's neither, actually. No, it's both. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll let you know this, and, and uh, maybe Kathy doesn't want to hear this, but Milton Bradley's been coming to us. Yeah. Uh-huh. No one's They're interested. And, uh, so, did you find the, the intro? Uh, yeah, yeah, we have oh, the intro. Okay, all right. Well, when, when we're ready to play, we'll do it. But what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say that Marissa got us, like, like I mean, now, yeah. like, we actually have game pieces, and I can get yeah. rid of so, my coffee-stained yes or no signs that I've been holding on to. We used to write these down on a piece of paper. Now we have these paddles that have uh, yes and no that we've handwritten on here. And I think the way this will work... Well, let me explain the contest. Well, wait a uh, second. What? Do you now see how legit this could be, Kathy? <laughs> no. no. Oh. Worst thing ever. I, I now, just... we only have, I think, like nine prizes. We don't have a whole lot. So we're going to go right. through these quickly, which is fine because it's already quarter to ten well, we'll anyway, on a Friday it. morning. So uh, let's hit the big intro and begin this thing. Here we go. It's time once again to play Yes or No. Yes or No. Two answers as old as time itself. A game primal and raw. Simple and to the chase. Two options. Two answers. Big prizes. Or sometimes smaller, less impressive prizes. But always prizes of some sort. And now, for the game that is the perfect out when we really can't think of anything else to do. Yes or no. And now, here's your host, Preston Elliott. Ah, thank you, Max. I appreciate that. Our voice man, Max. And the way this works, it's simple. We have, like uh, Casey had said, we have these paddles that we're holding up now. We'll hold up. What we want you to try to guess. Now, you won't be able to see it on our cameras. There's a little bit of a delay, so uh, you won't be able to cheat that way. But we'll get you on the phone line, and I think we should hold it up facing away so the rest of the uh, right. so air fa- staff Right, so the, the answer that's facing it. forward to everyone else is your answer. 
you can't see this, but Kathy just wrote on her board, she wrote, Steve, I don't want the others to know, but I adore this game. Aw, that was sweet of you. All right, so easy. You just guess yes or no uh, per person what they're holding up. And if you get it correct, you win the prize. If not, you don't win the prize. That's how we play this game. And do we have a home version of this game? Uh, we're working. Milton Bradley is working on that. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. Uh, so let's start this off. And like I said, we only have a few of these to give away. Uh, we will go to Willie first. And uh, why don't we have Casey start? Yeah, that sound all right? All right, so Willie, good morning. Trout. <laughs> Thank you for that, Willie. All right, Casey, uh, take it away. All right, Willie. Simple question. Yes or no? Yes. You're right! That is correct. Yeah. Well played. Wow. That is correct, Casey. What is he going to get? Oh, Willie, I am so happy to hook you up. Up. A pair of tickets to see Adam Sandler live. It's going to be Friday, April 14th at the Wells Fargo Center with special guest. We don't know who that special guest is, but tickets are on sale now at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. Details at WMMR.com. How about that, Will? Ooh, thank you. All right, hang on the line. By the way, if you're holding it up, make sure you indicate whether they get it right or not. Yes, okay, we'll let yeah. you guys uh, handle that, each person. So uh, next caller is going to be for Christy. Uh, or Christy is going to play with Steve. Hi, Christy. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Christy, you're going to play with Steve, and I'm going to send it over to him to get this started. All right, Christy, the question simple. Is it yes or no? No. It's yes. Incorrect, Christy. Sorry about that. Damn it. You got it wrong. And now everybody's favorite contestant. Our little ray of sunshine. Yeah, over there. Paul, you get to play with Kathy. Oh, wonderful. Oh, are you ready, Paul? You're going to win. Oh, my God. You can pick yes or no, Paul. Ready? Uh, Hold on. No, no. You got to hold up. Oh, okay. Come on. Play for real. Okay. All right. Uh... She, uh, uh, she sounds like a no person. Did you say no? I said no. Mm, the answer was yes. This game is. Oh, stupid. I see it. That's uh, sorry, man. Oh, I see it. He's, He's watching, watching on YouTube. YouTube. That's smart. smart. Sorry, man. Wait, can they see it live at the same time? It's pretty close. Oh, then we can't do that. All right, so then hold them down. Okay, all and right. then raise them at the point. So, and then Kathy can you can see all. Her, she's going to use the Forward c word in the next dance. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll go to our next caller. It's Doug. Uh, hey, Doug. Yeah. Doug, it's everybody's favorite game, yes or no, and you get to play with Nick, okay? All right. Now, Nick is a serious player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doug, have you been studying? Oh, I have. All right. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Doug, yes or no? Nick, I'm going with yes. Yeah. And Doug? Is right. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, buddy. Dad, who got away. Doug's a winner. Nice. Yes. A winner. Right. Doug, you are going to see Stavros Halkius. It's going to be Saturday, November 4th at the Met Philadelphia. Tickets are in sale today in about 12 minutes via Ticketmaster. All right. Very good. Hang on. Now we go to the goat, Preston. You. Casey, I, I need uh, I need a better vibe. I, I know you'll put up all these music beds, but I don't like the tense music beds. Can oh. we have something a little more, a little more jovial? That's perfect. Oh, that's nice. Thank or Katrina and the Waves. All right, that's better. <laughs> 
Okay. We're walking you. on sunshine. If if they win. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, what line is next? It's Mike. All right. Hi, Mike. Hello. All right, Mike. We're playing. I can't do it on the same nah. case. Uh, we are playing yes or no. And Mike, uh, do me a favor and tell me what am I holding? A yes or a no? Uh, it's a tough one. I think it's yes. And Mike is correct. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Whoa. Casey, what are we going to do, Mr. Mike? Mr. Mike, you have our final pair, well, for this week, our final pair of Flyer Sweet tickets to join us for the first ever Flyers Pearl Jam Night. It's going to be Tuesday, March 28th at the Wells Fargo Center, Philly. Pearl Jam's special relationship with the Philadelphia, with the Philadelphia, or just Philadelphia, continues every ticket purchased. This special ticket. Page at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com includes a commemorative Flyers Pearl Jam Gritman Stickman T-shirt and access to the pre-game tribute performance by the Leadbetters. All right, beautiful. So we got we got Mike set up with tickets, and we move on to uh, Casey for another round of yes or no. And uh, I got James, who's going to play. Good morning, James. How you doing? Good morning. All right, you're going to play with Case, bud. Here we go. All right, James, I'm pulling for you. Is it yes? Or is it no? We're going to go with no. Yes! That is correct. These people are good. Yes. All right, Case. All right, you got a pair of tickets to see comedian Stavros Halkia Saturday, November 4th at the Met Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale today at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. Maybe you love me. Now maybe I should. All right, how many prizes? <laughs> this is Bill's song, right? It is. Yes. Yep. It keeps <laughs> until something happens, and then he's not walking on sunshine anymore. Uh, we have six prizes left. All right, perfect. Let's go to Steve Morrison, and Steve, you will be playing with Jake. Jake. Good morning, there, Jake. I love you guys in a totally gay way. <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other I way. I love it. Okay, Jake. Simple yeah. question. Is it yes or no? Feel the pressure. I'm going to go with yes. You are right! Yes. 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 Amazing. Right. That means you win, Jake, and here's what we got for you. Jake, I'm going to hook you up with a case of beer, all right? You got a case of Juiced to Jupiter Tangerine IPA. That is new from Fatheads Brewery. Juiced to the max and packed with a punch of tangerine and citrus flavors and aromas. It's super juicy, out-of-this-world IPA that will keep you coming back for more. All right, a few more prizes to go. Our next contestant is Sammy, so let's get him on the line. Hi, Sammy. Good morning. Los Locos kick your ass. <laughs> Los Locos kick your face. Los Locos kick your balls into outer space. Well done. Thank you for creating a single. I already am predicting good things. <laughs> All right. I think Sammy noted. Sammy, you you obviously, I hope you have a strategy for this game. It sounds like you know what's going on. <laughs> I think I do. All right. Well, you get to play with Kathy. Oh, joy. Yay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kathy is the John McEnroe of this of this game. Yeah. She, she, she's always tantrums, but she's also an excellent player. They forced me to play this <laughs> stupid game. Okay, Sammy. Yes. Oh, you're having fun. Yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> uh, yes or no? Uh, No. Yes, that's right. Oh, Kathy's on board now. Yeah. 
She's loving this game. No, the just just forcing me to play doesn't mean I'm on board. All right, Sammy, hang on the line. Sammy, you got a pair of tickets to see Adam Sandler live Friday, April 14th at the Wells Fargo Center with special guests. We don't know who that guest is, but they are special, and tickets are on sale now at Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com, and all the details can be found at WMMR.com. What a special guest was Katrina and the Waves. What? Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be perfect? All right. Uh, We're going to go back to the phones and get another call on the line. Nick gets to play this time with Jordan. Hi there, Jordan. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. (laughs) All right, Jordan, you and Nick. Here we go. Jordan, you ready? Hi, Grandma. Yeah. All right. What's it going to be, boy? Yes, <laughs> yes or nice. no? Yes. He says He's yes. He's right! Yeah! 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 Way to go, Jordan. What's Jordan getting? <laughs> Jordan, you got our final <laughs> pair of tickets to see comedian Stavros Halkes. That's uh, Saturday, November 4th at the Met. Philadelphia tickets are on sale today. At 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. All right. I think uh, left is beer. That's it. We just got some brews. Just beer. All three, right. Three cases, three cases of beer. All right. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll get, uh, I get to go next, and we're going to play with uh, Josh. Hey, Josh. Good morning. Hey, how's it hanging? Uh, two well, inches from the floor. <laughs> All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, Josh, do me a favor. Tell me yes or no. Let's go Y E S. Oh. Oh. Listen, you, you played it well. Incorrect. It really was close. So yeah. close. Thanks, yeah. It could have gone either way. It was only the exact opposite I think of that. It's like Sorry. a 60-40 chance. All right, we'll go next. <laughs> we'll go next to Sean, who gets to play with Casey. Hey, Sean. Dorton. Dorton. Yeah. Dorton indeed. Dorton says it all. When you said Dorton, you said it all. Yeah. All right, Casey, ready to play? Uh, yes, Sean. <laughs> yes or no? No. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh! Yes. Sorry. He held a yes up. That's incorrect. Sorry, buddy. We got to let you go. Oh, man, I was hoping we'd get rid of all this stuff before I we know. got around to Kathy again. All right, let's go to... He's <laughs> trying to burn up CJ. before we get to Kathy. I know. She's uh, definitely going to be playing. Hi, CJ. Good morning. I love that. Very high pitch. All right, you get to play with Steve. Here we go. All right, CJ. Yes or no? I'm going to say no. (sighs) No, sorry. Yes, sorry. Three in a row. I know. They were on fire before. All right, we'll go to Greg next. Hey, Greg. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wait, hang on. What was that? Oh, I have, well, I got to turn this down because now we have something for Greg. Okay. Yes, Greg. Oh. oh. We have a new uh, <laughs> new uh, name clip. Yep. Uh, Greg, you get to play with Kathy. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Greg, what's your answer? Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, yes. That is correct. Oh! <laughs> Look at this. The one who hates the game the most is the best player. Yep. All right, Greg, hang on. Got some Bezos for you. All right, yes, we have a case of Juice to Jupiter Tangerine IPA. New from Fathead's Brewery. Juice to the max and packed with a punch of tangerine and citrus flavors and aromas. It's a super juicy out-of-this-world IPA that will keep you coming back for more. All right, we will go to uh, another caller. Nick gets to play with Jonathan. Hey there, Jonathan. Gadzooks. All right, Jonathan, are you ready? Yeah. Have you been following along with all the other people who are playing? Yeah. All right. Jonathan, yes or no? I am going to go with no. He 
is right. Ah! Hang on, pal. Here we go. You got a case of Juice the Jupiter Tangerine IPA, new from Fathead's Brewery. Juice to the max and packed with a punch of tangerine and citrus flavors and aromas. It is a super juicy, out-of-this-world IPA that'll keep you coming back for more. I want to open a brewery called Hathead. Hathead. I like like that. that. All right. And they also sell hats. All right. Let's go next to Mark. This could be the last one. We'll see. Mark, you and I get to play. Good morning, buddy. Morning. All right, Mark, we're playing uh, yes or no. Do we need to explain the rules to you? No, not at all. You think you got it. Okay. Uh, Do me a favor, buddy. Mark, what did you... Hold on. What did you say? Yes. Oh, he's already answered. 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 Unfortunately, it was a no. Oh, man. Sorry, Mark. You were going to give him some tips how to play. I was going to lead him the right direction, but, mm-hmm. you know. All right. All right. Let's uh, get, uh, we still have one prize left, and that's it. We'll go to Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Play. <laughs> one more time, okay, Casey. Yeah. Let's, go, let's go to Jesse. Hey, Jesse. <laughs> All right, Jesse, you're on with Casey. Jesse. <laughs> yes. Is it Yesy or Noe? I'm going to say maybe. Shut that's just, up. Yeah. That's, good. that's that's not even an answer, so yeah. the answer would be you're wrong. You got to pick yes or no. No. Oh, God damn no. it. Oh, we yes. play this game straight, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why anyone is losing. Like, why are you making them lose? Because <laughs> we're playing legit. Oh, my we're not God. rigging Kathy, it. We're not we rigging it. Like... The, con- the prizes. We're just too legit to quit, guys. That's it. Oh, my God. Okay. Mr. MC Hammer. We'll go to Nancy next. Nancy and Steve. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Nancy, you and Steve, here Nancy, we go. Nancy, you can do this, all right? Is it yes or no? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> Nancy, hang on. Here's what we have for you. We got a case of Juice to Jupiter Tangerine IPA, new from Fathead's Brewery. Juice to the max and packed with a punch of tangerine citrus flavors and aromas. It's super juicy out of this world IPA. Super. That's going to keep you coming back for more. All right, and we've done it. Yes, successfully. Gave away everything we needed to give away for yes or no. I like our paddles. The crowd yeah. loves it. I love our paddles. This is a new feature. Kathy's writing more profane stuff. <laughs> yes or no game. All right. Now is the time I am going to... Yes, I'm going to do this right do now. It. You are? While we're doing the bizarre file, we need to get a winner for the trip to Universal Orlando Resorts. And here's what I would like you to do. I would like you to call 215-263-WMMR and be the 16th caller and correctly identify the answer to the clue from 8 a.m. this morning and you could win a trip for two to Universal Orlando Resort with flights provided by Spirit. So again, what caller I say? 18? I don't know. Yeah. Got <laughs> I think so. 16. Sorry. Yeah, caller 16. They sound the same. 215. There are only two off. The next game we play will be 18 or 16. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We'll do the Bizarre File while you're calling in. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, it is brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Got junk, want it gone, got floors, want them clean? Call J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Veteran-owned and operated. Started right here in southeastern Pennsylvania. Call 844-GET-J-DOG or visit jdog.com. A young cow 
will have a new home at a New Jersey sanctuary after escaping from a slaughterhouse in New York. Oh. Just had a story about sheep escaping. <laughs> yep, and running loose through the streets of Brooklyn, though. Brooklyn. Yeah, Vincent Fontana. Look at that horse. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's a horse Look doing right here? stupid-looking horse. Uh, Vincent Fontana. What, Fon- you an idiot? Vincent Fontana, owner of Original Pizza. Said the small black cow escaped from a vehicle just outside the nearby Saba Live Poultry Slaughterhouse in Brooklyn. Fontana said the people from the slaughterhouse, they were just trying to lasso it and get it in the truck, but she was feisty. Uh, she didn't want to go. Original pizza employees and members of the public joined in the chase, eventually wrangling the four-month-old calf back into the truck. Aww. Mike Stura who is the owner of Skyland's Animal Sanctuary in New Jersey, contacted the slaughterhouse about giving the cow a new home. He said the slaughterhouse was initially resistant to the idea, but later agreed. Uh, He said even slaughterhouse workers over the years that have given me animals, much bigger animals than this one, and have much bigger financial hit, and have said to me that they're happy that the animal came with me. I mean, it it made it out of there. It avoided (laughs) an utter catastrophe. (laughs) He said they're happy to see one live. I was waiting on it there. (laughs) That was a that was a happy ending in that particular story. Uh, in South Carolina, three Greenville County deputies have been disciplined following an investigation after a friendly after friendly fire left one deputy with a foot injury. Uh, the sheriff's office launched an investigation after a deputy shot another deputy during a training exercise. Wait, do you hear how this happened? Oh okay. no! So the sheriff's office said the deputies were training with blank rounds yeah. during a controlled exercise. After the training exercise, deputies were uh, securing equipment when one of the deputies deputies fired a blank round from a simulation gun at another in an act of horseplay. The second deputy responded by firing back, forgetting he had already switched back to his duty weapon and shot the other guy in the foot. You never do stuff like that. You never, (laughs) never. Uh, The injured deputy was taken to a hospital where they were treated and released. Both of the deputies had been disciplined for careless use of a firearm and improper handling of a firearm. They were given a 10-day suspension and will Sorry. undergo uh, remedial training. A supervisor who failed to monitor the handling of the firearms has also been punished, receiving a three-day suspension and remedial training as well. Uh, let's see. A van fire and explosion in Santa Rosa on Tuesday. Shut down a highway on-ramp and led to the discovery of large amounts of marijuana that was soaked in butane. What? Police and fire crews were called. They arrived on scene where a white van had flames shooting out of the vehicle. <laughs> crews put out the fire, treated the driver of the van for burns. The driver so was hungry. taken to the hospital for further treatment. On social media, the fire department posted photos of the scene, including pictures of garbage bags that had been full of marijuana. Uh, and they had to close the ramp for several hours. They didn't explain... Why it was soaked in butane. in butane, but for whatever reason it was. A tourist suffocated after a heavy bench that he was sitting on toppled backwards and pinned him against a wall. Oh! Yeah. It's crazy. American Patrick McGuire had been on holiday in the Highlands with his wife Anna and two friends. Uh, the group from Wisconsin were staying at the Glengarry Castle Hotel. Owners Robert and Donald McCallum... Uh, and late partner 80-year-old Jeanette McCollum were prosecuted after a police investigation into the tragedy. The court said they admitted a breach of uh, the Health and Safety Act after having previously recognized the risk of benches sinking into the grass and becoming unstable. 
A charge against Mr. Callum said that they failed to have place in suitable inspections and maintenance. Uh, McGuire had sat back on the bench, which tipped backward, caused him to strike his head on the wall, knocking him unconscious. And this trapped him between the 165-pound bench and the wall, causing positional asphyxiation. Yeah, it just his be- death. It bent him so he couldn't breathe. <laughs> yep, and he was passed out. So. That's right, he didn't know. Yeah, the hotel was fined about $20,000 after the penalty was discounted as the partners accepted full responsibility at the earliest stage. But, yeah, that's horrible that this guy died. Uh, with Sitting that. down. Yeah. And then finally, uh, we will end with this story. If you like wildlife and you don't mind dealing with problem animals, then you could work as a bear hugger. Ooh. <laughs> the New Mexico Department of Fishing Game and hiring a... Uh, a they're hiring a so-called bear hugger. Yeah. Uh, and that has the courage to crawl into a bear den. Yeah. Uh, that's a good job. <laughs> uh, the department posted a job opening for conservation officers on Facebook saying that viable applicants must have ability to hike in strenuous conditions, crawl into bear dens, and trust their coworkers will keep them safe. Uh, they acknowledge that not all law enforcement field work is this glamorous, but that this is an experience of a lifetime. Also looking for moose hand job givers. <laughs> a conservation officer uh, patrols the state to enforce game and fish laws. But in addition to law enforcement, they also conduct wildlife surveys. And another part of the job is capturing what the department calls problem animals. Applicants are required to have a Bachelor of Science degree in Biological Sciences, Police Sciences, or Law Enforcement, Natural Resources, Conservation, and others. Those are accomplished bears. (laughs) While the... No, not the bears. The the applicants. While the department advertises the job as a bear hugger (laughs) who may have to crawl into dens, they said that this is just one example of what conservation officers have done in the past. What's your name? Uh, the department shared image, images of conservation officers holding bears, saying this mm-hmm. was part of research project in northern New Mexico, and all bears were handled safely under supervision. I don't think my mother loved me. Yeah, that's what they need to do. Hold and hug the bears and make them feel better. I think that sounds incredibly dangerous. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> they already posted for the job for 2024, too. All right, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. You guys ready for this? Yes. We have yes one. Or no, no, it's no, no, different game. We have one final trip to give away. We were looking for the 16th caller to answer the question: Who's wearing a hoodie in our only black and white photo mm. in the photo hunt challenge photo gallery for our trip to Universal Orlando results and resorts? And we go to Carol for the results. So let's get her on the line. Hi, Carol. Good morning. Good morning. All right. I'm so excited, yes. Are you, said you must know the answer then, right? Uh, I'm hoping. <laughs> All right. Carol, do me a favor and yes. tell me who is wearing a hoodie in our only black and white photo. Casey. She's going to Orlando. <laughs> Carol, you have just won. A trip for two to Universal Orlando Resorts with the flights provided by Spirit. What do you think about that? I'm so excited. I can't believe it. I finally got through. Oh, congratulations. We are so excited for you as well. Carol, 
And, and we want to make sure that you tell us about the trip when you get back, okay? I absolutely will. Oh, that's awesome. Hang on the line. Carol's going to awesome. hey, Universal. It's Five amazing. trips yep. given away. How awesome was that? Yeah, we want to thank our friends at Universal for setting us up with this promotion and giving us all these wonderful trips to give away, giving us an experience of a lifetime as well while we were there. Uh, and a nice home to broadcast from while we were there. Uh, we look forward to doing it again another time down the road and reminding you from sending you on a high-speed coaster to putting a towering volcano right outside your hotel room. Nobody tests the limits of absolute awesome like Universal Orlando Resort. So correct me if I'm wrong, but we've delayed posting our photos from this most recent trip rather than confuse things up. So now you're going to see pictures posted from our trip just now. Yes. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of them, a lot of video, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah, we'll probably get that on next week, but uh, on our socials you can see all kinds yeah. of this stuff, but we will post things on uh, PrestonHD.com and WMMR.com. And you never know, we might use those photos down the road for another contest like this. We'll have to find out about that. But Love it. It was such a great time. It all was. Right. Congratulations, everyone, and uh, maybe we'll get you a trip next time if you didn't get one this time around. We're going to take a break, come back, lesson question, trash, and music news are on the way. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Sorry about the dramatic pause there. Sorry. I know it got you all worked up. Uh, Shine Down, 93.3 WMMR, Dead Don't Die. They don't die the dead. No, don't dare. Don't dare demand the dead die. No. Oh. Damn it. Won't happen. Damn it. Uh, it's 20 minutes after 10 on a Friday morning. No sad bro with the Preston and Steve show. I feel that no sad bro vibe. Are I very much have the no sad bro vibe. So I'm very tired. I know. I think we all are because it was kind of a weird week, you know, and an yep. extended weekend. But, uh, yeah, I, there are two things. I, I'm not going to man, demand that the dead don't die, and I and there's no sad bro. Yeah, the no sad broness is keeping me alive uh, today, so I won't die. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's exactly it. So today's lesson question, we are going to give away four-pack of tickets and pit party passes for Monster Jam, which is going to be Saturday, April 15th, Lincoln Financial Field. The question we'll go with today is, who is Nicholas Braun's fictional brother? (laughs) (laughs) And that was about 10 minutes after 7 o'clock this morning this was uttered. (laughs) Who is Nicholas Braun's fictional brother? Two one. 215-263-WMMR. I hope you know the answer. Give us a call. We'll do the trash while you call it. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Sports and Social. And you can catch all the madness at Sports and Social on the 52 big foot, 52 foot big screen at live. I almost said 52 big foot screen. <laughs> 
elevation. Oh my God! Those are fifty-two Sasquatches watching the whole thing. No, sports, uh, sports and social has the fifty-two foot yeah, big, get a beer and some wings? big screen at Live Casino uh-huh. Philly, featuring Bud Light packages, giveaways, games. And more for an unmatched basketball viewing experience. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, according to Page Six, someone defecated in the theater near Hillary and Chelsea Clinton's seats as they attended a performance of Some Like It Hot on Broadway. Police believe the culprit was more than likely in the wrong theater and had really wanted to see Some Like It Warm and Mushy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe someone took a dump in an aisle? That's at crazy. A- Giselle Bunchen revealing she didn't always have a great relationship with Tom Brady's ex, Bridget Moynihan. Bunchen admits that for the longest time she was jealous of Moynihan's profound friendship with the president, Steve uh, Shell. Yes. Hey. she is. She does. Yep. She'll retweet things that we put out there. And finally, Gene Simmons has finally sold his massive Las Vegas home for $11 million. Two of the home's major selling points are an indoor-outdoor pool and a chicken coop with a two-way mirror. Ooh. <laughs> That's your All right. We're going to see if you do indeed know the answer. Uh, who is Nicholas Braun's fictional brother? 215-263-WMMR. First caller in is Chris, so we're going to go to Chris. Good morning. Chris, you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 All right. So, uh... Chris. Big Nose Braun. Yeah, big, we're not going to, yeah, Big Nose Braun, he's right, yes. Hey, he's All right, hang on, uh, Chris, he, there was a big delay there, he couldn't yeah. get back to us. It's Big Nose Braun. It was Big Nose Braun. All right, so Chris got it right, and that means, wait, do we have actual winning yeah, music? Yeah, yeah. All right, so there we go. Uh, Chris got it right, we are going to give him a Shut Four-pack of tickets and pit party passes for Monster Jam, Saturday, April 15th, Lincoln Financial Field. Experience full throttle family fun at Monster Jam, where world-class athletes and their 12,000-pound monster trucks tear up the dirt in the wide-open competitions of speed and skill. And tickets and information available at MonsterJam.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by 5-Hour Energy. Replace your afternoon coffee with a 5-Hour Energy. It's perfect when you're feeling coffeeed out and your stomach will thank you. Discover 5-Hour Energy and learn more at 5-HourEnergy.com. In an interview with Conan O'Brien, Chris Martin of Coldplay credited Bruce Springsteen for his eating habits. He says he skips the before-show meal because that's what the boss does. And Martin explained that when Coldplay was in Philadelphia, uh, he had lunch with Bruce and his wife and bandmate Patty Scalfa and realized that Bruce, who's way older than him, was in better shape than he was. And as they started talking about it, he found out that Bruce only eats one meal a day. Oh, like Jackie Bam Bam. I think that may- maybe it's on show days or something like that, but he eats one meal a day. So I would never, I would never, when I was... Performing and doing stand-up, I would never eat before the show. Preston, when you were playing in the band, would you have a big meal? Would you eat before the show? Or would you eat after? Well, I no, I would eat before because yeah. number one, we played really, really late. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And number two, we we drank a lot okay. while we were playing, so I would like to get a nice base. So yeah, I, yeah. I would like to fill up. Before. So right now, essentially, I eat one meal a day. So really? I, I have a little. I'll have like a protein thing in the mid afternoon. 
but I ate dinner is my is my. Uh, I, because I was kind of by default doing intermittent fasting. Yeah. And I just kind of stick with it now. Yeah, I eat one meal like three or four times a day. Okay, yeah, yeah. four yeah. times a day. Very good. Yeah, but only one meal. Only one meal yeah, at, right. a at a time. He's yeah. never eating yeah. two meals at a time. No. Meals, uh, no. Martin, sorry. Uh, says he knows. They call him Meals in the band. Hey, Meals! Chris Meals Martin! Chris Martin, but you probably know me as Meals Martin. <laughs> I'd like to bring on this big-nosed gentleman here. <laughs> big-nosed brawl. What's his name? Big-nosed brawl. <laughs> Martin says he now skips what would be dinner and doesn't eat after 4 p.m. So that's his rule now. Got it from the boss. Come on. I'm trying. Get your fingers, bro. Try, but try, listen, try. I, I told Casey this the other day, okay, and this might be worth a discussion, but if you ever have a problem like having to repeat the same thing over and over, like let's say you dropped a pen or whatever, yes. and you reach down and you pick it up and you missed on the first attempt, the second attempt, oh. at what attempt is it too many and you have now Man. crossed into fury? I like four or five. For me, it's four. four. Yeah. 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 And so just right. now I tried to separate these papers like three times in a row. Do you curse at more. it? Do you curse yourself? I curse at it. Yeah. yeah. Me too. At it yeah. without question it's every not your fault. time. I call yeah. it a C. I yeah. call it a mother effer. I call <laughs> it whatever it is. But it's been happening a lot lately. And <laughs> I'm trying to keep my cool. My my latest thing, I get so infuriating that I'll, I will go, <laughs> that's my like, God damn you! No, I'm. I I usually come on, come on, you. You know, I yell at it. <laughs> you and then son I, of a and then bitch! I, I call it names, <clears throat> but that's been happening a lot lately. Okay, moving on. Okay, members of Primus and Tool are set to perform at an intimate Los Angeles benefit concert at the Belasco. They're in, a super group called Pool in Los Angeles in support of their close friend, Jimmy Hayward, who is currently undergoing cancer treatment. That's right. Uh, the event will raise funds for Hayward and his family. So I don't Tool have any details. alone could drive a big charity. Yep. I don't have any details on uh, when or how much or how you get tickets as of yet, but you can do a search and I'm certain find out about yeah, it. Yeah, Steve, I guess uh, pool would be better than Tumas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tumas. But that does relate to cancer, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, reports say that Henry Rollins has put his life savings into a project which he hopes to launch next year in Nashville. It's aerosolized gum. Oh, no. Aerosolized? You just spray it in your can, mouth? Can spray, spray gum. Can no. gum? But you know what? I did actually hear that they're making powdered beer. This is not a dud. No, no, I've heard this. Yeah. 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 Have you heard that, Press? He says it's not a dad joke. Are you sure? I promise yes. you yeah, it's I, not a dad joke. I have every You know confidence. what? Do you want me to do a dad joke? No, but I was going to say, no, I haven't heard <laughs> okay. of that yet. Okay. Uh, there's no alcohol in it yet. Uh, they're working on that, but yeah, it's in Germany. Okay. This is not a dad joke. All right. There's, there's no country in Germany. Have, no. Do you have a dad joke? Well, yeah. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? To get to the loser's house. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? The chicken. Oh, see what happened? It was a two-layer joke that ends up with you being a loser. What a loser he is. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy answered the door. It. It's like douchebag says what? What? There you yeah. go. Oh, look at that. There's a post on WMMR.com about powdered beer. About powdered beer now exists. Okay. Our website is now the new Google. Yep. It's replaced. If, if all information is siphoned through WMMR.com. It's the new Kakama car. <laughs> You can say what you want about it, yeah. but it is but, the new Karma yeah, Car. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong, that it's not the new Karma Car. <laughs> 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 
Like, right. Are we on the air? We are. We are. In fact, I'm going to go back to the Henry Rollins story. All right. Okay. He's put his life savings into a project which he hopes to launch next year in Nashville. He told The Guardian Spray on gum, right? about the project. <laughs> he said, it's something I've been working on for a couple of years with my manager, Heidi May, and I've put my life savings into it. And nice. all I can say is that we're looking at launching 14 months from now in Nashville, and it will make people smile until their faces hurt. I have no idea what this would be. I, I hear it is a, it looks like a mounted bass. Okay. Oh, that sings. I've heard of that. Okay. No, but it, I assume it's it's an establishment of some type sure. in, in Nashville, so don't Is really it like know. Dolly World? Is it like Rollins World? Rollins World. Can you imagine with the Rollins? Like they just beat you with baseball bats. He's such a badass. You stay in line for two hours and he just, just talks beat, at yeah, you the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then finally, uh, pinball designer Jack Danger revealed that uh, Foo Fighters couldn't be more pumped about the band's first machines via Stern Pinball. Danger spoke to Billboard and shed light on how his love for the Foos and pinball it, uh, cons- coincided. Oh, coincided. Sorry. I was reading coincided. That's not even a word. Uh, explaining that the band's music followed him around for his whole life. He said, there's me working the subway, making sandwiches while listening to Foo Fighters. And whenever a music game comes out, it really speaks to fans of their music. A Stern rep was quoted as saying the limited edition version of the game, about 1,000 units, will be... Uh, uh, Twelve thousand nine hundred. Essentially, it's thirteen thousand. Wow! We're seeing a video of it. I love a classics-looking pinball machine. Yep, it's just so much fun, and I do like the video, the console game versions of it. But an actual physical pinball machine, it, it's a it's a show. So the limited version is already sold out, but the premium machine at nine thousand seven hundred and pro editions selling for about seven thousand dollars are still available. Uh, the machines feature such iconic food favorites as All My Life, Best of You, Breakout, Everlong, I'll Stick Around, Learn to Fly, Monkey Wrench, My Hero, and This is a Call, among others. You know, Connor would, would love this. Oh, yeah. He's a food fanatic for food sure. Food fanatic. Uh, so I don't know exactly when that's coming out, but, um, yeah, should be a pretty cool little uh, tribute to the band. Awesome. And they're selling out. Speaking of the Foos, did you guys hear the rumor that uh, Matt Cameron might be the touring drummer this year? No. Yeah, I, that I, would be wild. It makes total sense. It's got some legs. Pearl Jam's not on the road this year. Uh, Soundgarden is no more, and he knows the band really well. So I, I saw this one on uh, Pearl Jam Online, which is a fan-run site. But it's um, there are some, um, it, there seems to be some truth to that rumor. He's a perfect fit. Yeah, that's what Absolutely I thought too. Absolutely perfect. Well, that guy's fantastic, and it keeps it in the sort of family in a bizarre way. Exactly, like, like it's up this the same. And and he and Taylor yeah. were great friends. Uh, you know, he really mourned when Taylor passed away. So um, I think it'd be interesting, but I, I, I could totally see it happening. Man, he has become the go-to guy. Really has. Uh, to, to play for anybody. When wow. he joined Pearl Jam, he had to learn like 110 songs in two weeks or whatever to go out on tour with them because I think Jack Irons had, had decided to leave the band. Anyway, he, he's just, he's such a talented drummer. I'd love to talk to Matt Cameron sometime. Yeah, yeah. We, met, we met him backstage one time. We did, yeah. Like literally on the stage. He was just kind of walking around and we ran into him we're like, hey, Matt, how you doing? That was the Soundgarden at uh, MR Barbecue, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. That's our last item in music news. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, wrap up the show, and give away our Word of the Week prize, so stay with us. What's new? Why do you ask? Ozzy Osbourne. Godsmack. Why can't you just be so The Struts. 
music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I would like to thank our guest. We had a nice conversation with Mr. Chris Terrian this yeah. morning of your Flyers. And Chris is going to be at the Flyers Carnival, which is taking place Sunday at uh, 11 a.m. Wells Fargo Center. You want to meet You want to meet the team? This is how you do it. This is absolutely how you do it. Uh, everybody's accessible. It's a really cool event, so it was good to talk to Chris. And also, we got a chance to mention the fact that it's Pearl Jam night next Tuesday at the game. We will be hosting a little get-together in one of the suites. And next week, we, we gave away a couple of passes this morning. Uh, we'll give away some more next week. And there's some really cool things going on in conjunction with Pearl Jam that night. It's essentially being put together by the Tent Club, celebrating the 10 sellouts that Pearl Jam has had uh, in Philadelphia. I love that. And the shirt's awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's the Stickman Gritman. Uh, it's a it's a play off of the, you know, the, the unofficial... Uh, logo of of uh, Pearl Jam, the Stick Man. Jeff Amen drew that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was just sort of on a whim, and uh, and it's become this thing over the last thirty years. And so uh, Gritty's kind of in that position, and it's got a cool little uh, banner on the back of it. And uh, there's a tribute band that's playing that night, and uh, all kinds of stuff. So we're happy to be a part of it. That's next Tuesday, and I believe. We're going to be banging the drum. Uh-huh. Oh, is that happening? That's happening. All right. So yeah. that's and I am going to get popcorn <laughs> and <laughs> probably spill it like I did the last time. And I will have some honey mustard and pretzel. I drink the honey. They have mustard. the best honey mustard. And, and I will go into the bathroom in the suite just because you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you show <laughs> listeners. And we'll have some cool prizes to give away next week too on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, it's a great prize. Yep. And we'll bring Annabelle. Too. Annabelle. Yeah. This is my daughter. Her name is Annabelle. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you also to uh, Alingan Mitra, who is performing at uh, Punchline tonight and uh, tomorrow. Tickets available at punchlinephilly.com. And I'd like to reiterate, we had a concert announcement earlier this morning. Queen and Adam Lambert, the Rhapsody Tour, Wednesday, October 18th, Wells Fargo Center. And tickets go on sale next Friday at 10 a.m. via wellsfargocenterphilly.com. And then all next week, Pierre is going to have your chance to win tickets, which is pretty awesome. I do? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what I've been told. I related earlier to your um, your, your um, cursing the item <laughs> that you can't yeah. pick up. Right. Well, or any item. Like, I have been, uh, sometimes I'll leave a, um, uh, a, a, a thing open. What do you like a chest open? Yeah, and I'll come and knock my head against it. Right, and I'll go. You mother effing! Uh, as if it, you know. And I and I really feel like I've told it off. Yeah, you know, or I'll I'll smash it, um, and then go. How dare you do that to me? We all do it. Um, yeah, I, I got it from my mother. She used to curse things, and then um, so I could. I just really related with that. It it, it feels better. When you do it for whatever reason. And you know also that you've really taught the item a lesson. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah. You put the fear of God into them. <laughs> Try it one more time. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's see. Casey, the letter of the day intro already started. And oh, we it did. We haven't even done it That's yet. That's great. So I'm so that excited happened. that the I didn't. The daily like letter that. is brought to you by. <laughs> no, no. What are you doing? You won. Oh, my gosh. Now i got to redo two things. Oh, that's the Russian guy. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, my yet. gosh. Hang on. How about... Here, I can do that for you if you want. Dolly. Just make Casey do more work for Flata. <laughs> that a pump. Kakalola. 
singing, everybody. Girls with boys and boys will be girls. It's a mixed up, muddled up, shook up world, except for Lola, Kaka Lola, La La Lola, Lola. Well, that that's, that's definitely has to get us let it go. That'll be a Christmas song in a few months. All right, here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President and Steve Show brought to you today by the letter. K as in Special K. Or Cockalola. <laughs> or Cockalola, depending right. on if you use the K version of right. it. Right. And we'll take caller number 8 at 215-263-WMMR <laughs> to see if you do indeed know the word of at least call number 8. You get to take a shot at it. Uh, what's happening today on the program? Why, thank you for asking, <laughs> Presbo. You're welcome, buddy. I have workforce blocks to play, and they shall contain uh, music from Aerosmith and the Foo Fighters. Uh, sadly, tomorrow will be the anniversary of Taylor's passing. Can't uh, believe it. I know. It's, Can't it's believe it. So wild. And Connor and I and Sarah did go out to that tribute in L.A., and it's amazing. And I also found it fascinating. You're talking about possibly, um, you know, the the different replacements that could step in. And who knows? Matt we, Cameron sounds yeah, perfect I mean, to me. Matt would be cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think he was at the celebration. There were he so was, many yeah. drummers. There was like 37 drummers. I sure. mean, you would have been in heaven. Yeah. I was watching video of it yesterday again. The, the Rush segment was amazing. Anyway, uh, we'll have a block of Foo Fighters, a block of Aerosmith. Elton has a birthday tomorrow, and we will do a block of Sir Elton John. Oh, that's fabulous. All right. We will uh, try to give away this Word of the Week prize. We're going for caller number eight, and it happens to be Caitlin. Hi there, Caitlin. Hi, good morning. All right, Caitlin, we have a prize, but we need the word first. What is our Word of the Week? It will be Frank. Cacalola! Yeah, Frank! Absolutely, absolutely correct. Caitlin, uh, we are going to give you a $500 Joseph Anthony Whoa. Retreat Spa and Salon gift card. Oh, my awesome. God. Thank you so much. I was going to follow it up with what say you, but I, I didn't, and I paused. Uh, congratulations, Caitlin. Hang on a second. We are going to set you up and check out their heavenly soft pack float treatment luxurious Turkish bath experience. Or escape with any of their massages. And you can visit them at three area locations, Glen Mills, Springfield, and Center City. They're the best. And you can purchase online at josephanthony.com. We'll take this moment to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show. Brought to you today by Duncan. The President's Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, and Local Flavors. And also brought to you by Trinity Rehab, with locations all over and now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Next week on our program, uh, we will have our buddy John Brazier stopping in. Our friend uh, Brian Propp will be here. And we'll have as a return to the studio... Felt face will be here. Day in my morning. He's great. Felt face is great. Yep. So uh, we'll have those things and more. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you later. Bye bye. WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat bat, two bat, two bat bat, ba 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 ba